Northeast back again. Barney and Adagi with you to talk about round four of National Rugby League competition. Barney, what's news, my friend? No, not much, mate. I've uh, got most of the kitchen in over the weekend. Oh, yeah. which is How's it looking? Yeah, just got to get some bench tops in and stuff. Should be good. But, um, yeah, just working away. Watched a lot of footy. It was really good, entertaining game. Uh, weekend of footy it again. Was good, well, it's been a good season. Yeah, absolutely, it has. I can only think of two, three games I haven't enjoyed. And they've mainly <laughs> involved um, certain teams. But, um, no, it has been. It's uh, Once again, I think, what, six out of eight games were still live in the last ten to five to ten minutes, which is what you want to see. Yeah. Uh, the officiating showed its head a bit this week. Yeah, it's probably the worst round um, that we've seen so far mm. with some um, really interesting decisions on we'll get calling back that. tries and um, all the rest of that stuff. Definitely affected one, but probably affected two games at least, uh, results-wise. Maybe three, but we'll get to all of that as we go through it. Um, any big takeaways before we get into the news and all that sort of drill? No, I think you've seen a little... Obviously, you've seen an evening up of the competition over the over the, the entirety. even... Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's not really... Even the teams like Newcastle two weeks ago, I think a lot of people had said that they're not going to go anywhere in the next couple of say, weeks. I was going to save this for our game, but I actually want to wrap Newcastle because like, I'm the first to put their boot into that team. I have been for four years now. Yeah. And, geez, they try hard this year. They're they trying are, really hard. Absolutely. And, um, whether they're overperforming or whether they're living up to what they should have been, no, I think they're overperforming. Know. To be honest, like because realistically, they're a little bit they're a bit undermanned. Yeah, well, actually, in terms of what they're missing, well. absolutely they're performing. Mm. Um, I know they're only playing the Tigers, but to do what they did last week with fourteen blokes or whatever they had, and then to do it again, well, they're pretty dominant in the end. Oh, yeah, um, massively on Sunday. So we'll talk. We'll get to that, but um, I, I I can't fault the effort in any of their games. And yep, same with the Warriors. Nearly won the other two that they lost. Um, and same with the Warriors. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they've gone from being a team that basically gave up after 40 or 50 minutes of every game and just got run over in the last half to yeah. probably being better than most teams at the back end of games yeah. in, in the last, at least the last two weeks. And um, even, um, even, even I'm just seeing the teams at the bottom, Titans' effort's been there. Um, you could argue they're unlucky a little bit in that game. Yeah. Uh, if not necessarily the better team, they tried hard enough, uh, and they lost their two best players. Uh, two, yeah, best two of their spine players, yeah. And um, well, the Tigers will talk about it when we get there, but like they but in terms of what their forward backs producing, they're matching anyone else. They're just the, the issues everywhere else in the field. Then you uh, come out and see a team like Parramatta who hasn't had yet to have a win mm. for the year, and they come out and play close to the best game of footy that anyone's sort of put out there statistically wise, and just effort on effort to get them through and well, win they were, um, golden point. Yeah, they'd been on the map. Like, they'd probably been, even though they'd lost those games, they were always in those games. And uh, I was impressed. I was actually impressed by them. But we'll get, oh, I think we probably should save the, the specifics Absolutely. for the next two hours. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, it's been good footy. It's been uh, entertaining footy and close footy. And that's what you want. There's no, uh, I know some of our mates have still found reasons to whinge, but um, <laughs> you take it with, with what it is. It's Everyone will. Pro- yeah. At the end of the day, it's an entertainment product. And. It's been entertaining, so cool. Yeah, you're never going to get everything right. Um, it's just the way it is. It's <laughs> no um, no human is infallible in their in their judgments as a as a ref or linesman or anything like that. But even the players, so, you know, there's more mistakes made by players than there are by the refs during the 80 minutes. So yeah, uh, let's get all the housekeeping out of the way early before I start to stumble over my words in about you know, 
usually 15 minutes time. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere like that. Um, thanks to everyone that's jumped on YouTube channel and left some comments, Chris and Queenslander and uh, all the usual suspects there. Uh, you can find us on uh, Spotify if you want to listen while walking the dog or in the shower or whatever it is people do. Uh, or the car, I suppose, is when normally probably, people listen yeah. to it. <laughs> probably a better spot than the shower. If you want to watch us knows? in the shower, that's your business too. But um, And vice versa, you can also check out Rugby League merch to find some of these sexy hats. Uh, there's beer steins, rugbyleaguemerch.com, that is. Beer steins, shirts, hats, coasters, all sorts of good stuff there. Go check that out. Uh, yeah, and PCTC's chugging along. If you're not on board with that, get on board next year. Uh, but all that being said, some... Some news we'll talk about. I guess the big talking point this year is the signing. St- uh, this week is the signing stuff. Uh, we'll save the major one to last, but just quickly, Kosi's extended to 2025 for the Warriors. Tua same for Manly. Ken Mamalo's gone to the Titans effective immediately. Right. I don't think he was. I don't think he was named this week, so that's a slow process. Yeah. To, oh, they got the buy this week. Oh yeah, so yeah. Doesn't really matter. Um, Patrick Herbert was released immediately to. Con- uh, I believe they've said it's uh, compassionate grounds, mm-hmm. which I suppose they'll say just to get a release. <laughs> and uh, but Marlowe's gone up there. They've also br- they're also bringing back another ex Tiger, uh, McKaylee, coming back from Super League, who was a very very capable soldier here, but he's apparently been tearing up over there. Yep. Uh, the reports say so, it's bolstering up their front row stocks. Uh, who their front row has been good, but maybe if you can you know, get Tino back into that lock position, as we've spoken about, maybe it's something to offer there, but I imagine it's more a bench spot. Maybe yeah, it'd be a bench rotation spot. spot. Uh, yet, Isaiah Yo has extended 2027, so he'll be wrapped up by Penrith, uh, which is the seems to be the story this year, is that a lot of players and a lot of clubs are trying to sign players for these three, four, five years instead of just extending, so that's very interesting. Well, it makes sense, especially with... Um some of your more significant uh, ball players in your team to lock them in early, so you know the bits and pieces that you need to fit around them. So yeah, uh, and uh, the big one, Joseph Swahihi has signed a one point six million dollar a year deal for three years, I believe, with Rugby Australia after twenty twenty, oh, starting twenty twenty five. There's been all sorts of carry on, so we won't spend heaps of money on it. Heaps of, well, they've spent heaps of money on it, heaps of time on it. What have you made of it all? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one considering that he his first option was the rugby union to begin with, from, yeah, what yeah. I, from what I've been led to believe. And that they basically said you can have him for 100 grand a year for three years when he signed with the Roosters at the start, and yeah. rugby walked away from him, and now it's turned around and they've, got, they've bumped the offer up by $1.5 million. So um, they probably would have been. Uh, much better for rugby union to to lock him away early and work on him, work on him uh, as a youngster. But um, no, mate. If realistically, if he's grown up playing rugby union, there's a big lure there playing international rugby for a couple of years. Um, a World Cup on the horizon. That um, I think that one's in Australia too, is it not? But um, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's a <laughs> it's a big big showpiece place to put your name up in lights and yeah. obviously that's what he's working towards so good luck to him well, day, that's what I say good luck to him if someone's made it off you 1.6 who am I to um, tell you you're doing the wrong thing like honestly no, go and make my way Ken uh, I assume he'll be back in league at some point he'll be uh, still here for next year as well I believe yeah. so so it was all the rubbish going about like really rugby are a dying a dying game despite what rugby want to tell you Australian rugby especially uh, and 
you know, if it is, whether it's throw at Stumper, where they didn't believe it's going to make a difference, I don't follow the game well enough to know. So it'll probably get a few people to watch a game here yeah. and there. Anyhow, they'll watch one, and that'll be it. And then he'll be obscure so. into obscurity for three years, and then return. So isn't that what happened with Sonny Bill and Benji? Yep. I, and and uh, in two thousand three, four, five, I loved rugby. I used to, uh, I used to watch <laughs> rugby more than I'd watch league at the time, but. It, They've done so much yeah, well, damage that game. Late 90s, early 2000s, I was watching pretty much every international that Absolutely. Australia was involved in. Um, I could, yeah, I could still name like the 03 team. I couldn't tell you a single... And I'm sure rugby fans will think that's on me, but yeah. it's also on the rugby for... Played not, a bit of it in high school, but um, yeah, yeah the, it, but Australia rugby hasn't been competitive with New Zealand and even South Africa at times for the last, what, 10 or 15 years. So obviously it's just natural that the interest wanes from the, the general public. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know whether they're on Stan or something now as well, which yeah. doesn't help. Uh, but that's a reflection of uh, no one else wanting to give him any money because no one watched. Anyway, um, good luck to him. End of the day, like who really like we were getting that, that upset about it. He makes some money. He'll probably he'll put some some highlights on his reel, and we'll mm. see what he does. Up, he may extend and stay in rugby for the rest of his career. But yeah, yeah if he ends up playing fullback and captain all of his for twenty years, like good luck, more power to his him. Choice, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else it means to the rest. I think Cam. I think Cam Murray, Crichton, Cooler are all sort of the other rugby, ex-rugby blokes that have been mm-hmm. thrown around, and none of them um, seem particularly interested. Well, I don't think, I think Murray get, said that... Murray's like the lifeblood of Souths at the moment, yeah. so I don't well, think said get Murray out of I think Murray, Cam Murray basically said something like, I'd be a fool not to at least listen to the Consider offer. Consider it, yeah. Um, and obviously Guzzi, hopefully we're seeing back on the field more than anything, so... Mm-hmm. See what comes from any of that. Uh, no other real speculative stuff around except for the... The suggestion that the Eels are looking for a fullback, and they've told mm. Gutho they want an X-factor player. Uh, probably, apparently, it's been uh, reading Gutho's words today. Apparently, it's been overblown. Okay. It was more the case of, "Hey, we're gonna, if we hire someone, if we go and f- go looking into the market, you get upset about it." And he sort of said, "No, do your best." Um, well, it only makes sense. It's good management, really, from the Eels. I understand it's probably not the best way to be front. You know. He could have done it sneakily behind his back, which is probably even worse for the player and the club, But and there'll be um, a lot of speculation around. But fullback, you need that pace. Like, you can see most of the time when blokes get to 30, that just over the other side of 30, they start moving into the wings and back onto the centres, and mm. they start bringing the younger fellas through playing fullback because yeah. you need that explosive pace. Um, Teddy's still got it at the... Uh, sorry, Gutho's still... He never was right at the top with that explosive pace, but he still does do enough to get through the line. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, obviously if you could find someone that tears open the defensive line five or six times yeah. a game, you gotta, you'd be a fool not well, to I look think, at I him. think the, the next question but is who, who, who that is exactly yeah. is... Um, That's a very good question. It's the question, but um, on that, Jack Whiten's declared himself a free agent, at least for now. Going to open market, I imagine the favourites will be along the lines of the Dolphins. The Tigers got two mil to spend... Uh, we could probably use him. Well, actually, we hundred percent could use him, uh, or maybe Para fits that. But I, don't, I couldn't imagine Para can afford me in bucks with three blokes alone. Wouldn't on, think so now. No. All on eight fifty plus plus your two front rowers. No, I dare say Parramatta's whole X factor thing that they're talking about would be to bring a kid in that's not eighteen, like a, nineteen, surely, yeah, twenty. You know, I think he's someone like a cooler or a mm. Ko Weeks or someone. Tessie knew if you were going to go and grab someone from Selwyn somewhere Cobble else. Somewhere yeah, else something like that. And then work him beside Gutherson for a year going, or two yeah. and then you know, they can swap between wing and fullback for the next couple of years. Uh, but I, know, I don't think it's something to... RTS name's come up a bit, but the telly reported today, I believe, 
that his preference would be Japanese rugby. Yeah, I don't think he's coming so back. He's just superannuation time now for RTA. Yeah, get a million bucks over <laughs> in Japan. So Probably get playing, close to I think two. it's like a 14 or 16 round uh, season. It was a game season. So yeah. um, good luck to him. So, yeah, um, yeah any, any other thoughts on any of the news or anything you've heard or any scuttlebutt? No, not really. But, yeah, as, as you said, I, d- I think Gutherson will end up in, at centre or wing in the next year or two when they, they're trying to find a young fella come through. Well, who that is, who knows? Penicini's re-signed as well, but... Whiten's an interesting one for me because I'm not sure there's many teams in the comp that play him as a half, to be honest. Well, um, <laughs> apart from a couple of the ones... Perfect replacement for Swahili at centre. Yeah, <laughs> apart from they'll a couple find, of the... Um, find some room under Sombrero. The teams that are really struggling that might play him at 5'8", but we've, we've both said it for years now that um, he's a... In our opinion, he's a better 13 or a better centre and... I'm pretty sure he fits into most squads in centre, to be honest. He could almost fit in as a fullback at some... Defensive centre, he's fantastic. Um, His defence is really strong. He runs good, strong lines. And if he doesn't have to think, I think he's a much better player. You see, most weeks when he has to think about it, he ends up putting, kicking four kicks dead and one over the sideline on the full and making simple errors. So I think he's um, a much better option of just being given a job and run the ball hard and tackle, tackle hard and... Be done with it. Yeah. But. I guess what will be will be for all of that. Judiciary news. Uh, Paulo, Nanai and Whiten, speaking of, all got two games. Yep. I think that was the major stuff from the week. Look, the Nanai won. Uh, I watched back the highlights again today when I was just doing the notes. And, um, you know, when someone's upside down, it's never a good thing. But I think it looked, a l- I don't want to say it, but it looked a little bit worse than it was. Yeah, yeah, but he did he sort of pull his head and shoulders. Legs, he, he sort of went up back and towards the ground. Tucking, but mm. I suppose it shouldn't be on a bloke no. who's upside down to, <laughs> to have to think. So, uh, yeah, so that was 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 what it was. Injury news, uh, Cooler, speaking of him as well, mm. uh, MCL, four to six weeks. Tessie New, four weeks with an MCL. It's maybe a bigger loss than I thought when I was looking at the previews this week. Yep. Tualungi, four to six. Tamo is having scans on an injured foot as well. And Sean O'Sullivan, a ruptured pec. He goes to surgery tomorrow. And looking at three months, three or four months there, and that couldn't come at a worse time, I would suggest. Very interesting now, yeah. Um, I'd assume Katawa now probably moves back into seven and um, Milford stays at six. Yeah. They they really did seem to lose their way when he came off the field. I know they scored a couple of minutes later, but they were already in that position that they'd been put in to score those points. And then they, their kicking game just went right out the window with Milford as your prime kicker. That's generally not not a great option. And yeah. I haven't seen a great array of kicking game from Katawa either, apart from sort of the short kick in, in and around the line. So, um, yeah, there may be... see what... Um you take, I assume Milford is doing a long kicking. Milford, I would say Milford does the long kicking, but I don't think it's going to be very... Well, it hasn't I, say, been, I shouldn't say go backwards, I mean like work back from there. Milford hasn't been very kicking. precise um, for Milford for quite a few years, to be honest. No. Um, he generally just kicks it as hard as he can and tries to get it down the other end of the field. He's not putting it into a corner like some of them do. I'm sure he will at times, but... Their, yeah, um, I think their game management may be lacking a little bit over the next couple of months. They're... they're, they're their blueprint is generally a, through the middle forward base anyway. They get Marshall King back, so interested to see how they, they go this week. And uh, let's we may as well get into our reviews. Anything else? No, Nothing not for else? me. How did Supercatch go for you? Was right Had for a you? good yeah, week, yeah. actually. Oh, yeah. Nico <laughs> <as captain laughs> brought Nico back in and captained him. 
So there's uh, 360 points cool. off the, oh, <laughs> out of one player. Yeah. I was was going to lose every game until the last game of the weekend, but um, yeah, yeah, I lost every game after the last I, game um, of the weekend. So it was good. I did say it's probably not a bad option to bring him in and leave Cleary and him and rotate them for the rest of the season. So hopefully they both stay fit and they'll be my two halfbacks for the rest of the season. But we'll get to him later, I suppose. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get any. I've had a bunch of questions from Dane then, but is there anything? Supercoach-wise, it's jumping out to you this week at this early stage, or you haven't had time to study the... I haven't had teams. a real good look at it. Cooler's in my team, so... Hoskins has been named to start. He's about 450. Yep. He should keep making money. Uh, well, he's, that was only his first game on the weekend, so um, you've still got another game to have another look, just so make sure he doesn't go down injured or... Yeah, everything just on Nico, uh, he's going to make money. So <laughs> it looks like if you, wanna, if you want him, just go get him, because he's, you're not going to get any cheaper. He'll be in bucks soon. Yeah, well, if he gets anything over thirty or forty next week or this week coming, then he's yeah he'll be making money the week after, yeah. which is pretty unusual for a bloke at nine hundred and something thousand. But um, yeah, the Hoskins does look like a really promising option. Um, another one of your hop good types that just works all day, uh, runs that really hard line as well, and was put away for that try by um, Cleary. So he looks like a promising option there in the, in the back row. But it's really about trying to manage your money now. I think um, you're looking at two or three weeks' time offloading some of these um, bottom dollar wingers, centres that you brought in and trying to either upgrade or downgrade depending on whether you yeah, need you money or... Calm, prayer and Warbrick get to your 400s and then you can splash elsewhere. Whether you need money or you need to, uh, you need to put money back into your team or you need to buy someone, that's where you're going to be um, sort of generating some of that cash and some of your edge back rowers that you may have started with. Um, you're... Even Stefano is probably going to peak in about two weeks' time, I would imagine. Um, and he'll, he'll make you probably 150, 200. And might be time to move him on. But, yeah, um, this week I, I'd suggest if you got anywhere over 1,000, you're probably better off maybe trying to hold a trade or, or two yeah. this week unless you're in dire straits with the injuries or suspensions. I can. S- I don't know which way he's going to go, but uh, if, if, if John Bateman was a super coach star before he left, mm. he's shown every sign of being, once he's fit, hopefully he's fit, Around at six fifty, he's a. Well, I think his break even's around thirty this week, so he should he's ma- he's ma- easily make that and start making but even some in money that shit after team, this he's, week. Um, he's doing good stuff. We look like really your only point of attack for yeah. large parts of that yeah, game in the that. Tigers game. But yeah, we'll get to that as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of an interesting year this year because there's no five eight. There's no. There is no standout There's five no eight. five eight, uh, and like, like if you've got monster, more power to you. But I kick myself because I sold uh, Deaton, and then he comes out and puts on seventy. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, and then if you're scared of stacking too many, you know, Broncos up, then Ezra's probably don't, not one for you. So it's a bit. And he's a bit hit and miss as well. He'll get seventy one week and twenty five the next. So yeah, it's um. So I don't. I, I was, pro- to be honest, even though um, was in the weekend, I was quite happy to carry eight, like to sit with AJ. Mm-hmm. And he gives you good for 50, 60, 70. And if he has a real good game, he. Uh, I've got Dylan Brown now as well, but I should say Dylan Brown's doing some good stuff. So, so yeah, maybe he's, he's, he's probably so. the um, the form but five I was, I was, eight I was happy with Probably Brown and uh, AJ for the year, but he's. Yeah, as, as we didn't mention, in fact, no. uh, he's got a hamstring injury. He's out for about four weeks, I reckon. Okay. Uh, four and. I have not seen, to be honest. Looked so. like he was in a lot of pain. Um, poor AJ, when yeah. they was trying to stretch him so, out. Um, yeah, that put an end to that game for for the Titans. Anyway, we've waffled enough. Let's get we to have. the first game of round four, which was seventeen sixteen. Parramatta defeating the Panthers in Golden Point. Have it with your stats. 
It's uh, two tries apiece, two out of two conversions for both teams. One out of one field goals for Parramatta. One out of one two-point field goals for Penrith. 41 out of 43 sets played 35 out of 41. One line break to two for Penrith. 12 tackle busts to 32. 10 offloads to 12. Two forced dropouts by Parramatta, one by Penrith. No 40 20s. 361 tackles played 441. One ruck infringement to two. Six penalties conceded to seven. Three errors by Parramatta, seven by Penrith. A sin bin for both, se- both sides. Madison with 58 tackles. Fisher Harris with 57. Campbell Gillard with 255 running metres. Taruva, who just got kicked to the entire night, they, with 319 running metres. They, um, I was I was at the game. I was at Bankwest. I'll, I'll finish up here. Supercoach points. Hoskins with 117. Yo with 83. And two other Panthers before you got down to Jermaine Hopgood on 77. Uh, yeah, so I was at Bankwest. I got free tickets through the spouse's work. Uh, ended up costing me about 200 bucks anyway, <laughs> the way it goes these days. But... That's a whole conversation for another day. The price is there. But anyway, uh, you make your own bed when you have a beer every 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> but um, so it was funny with Taruva. Uh, at the half, every time after half time, the bloke sitting behind us, are you ready to? Let's come in. This is tackle four. I wonder where he's going. Where they're going to kick it. Let's come in too. Every time he didn't chirk it, but either he, no, he charged back yeah. into the line every time he got I the ball. I, and I understand that they were sat there and let's not kick it at two zero. But yeah. after a while, it was quite pretty. Um, well, if you have a look at um, what they did in the grand final last year, they kicked to two to two, mm. and they um, to try and take him out of that second um, second hit up out of dummy half, and. Um, he was at like 180 metres at half time. Yeah. <laughs> he was busting them and causing them problems. He still made 200. So you kick to the other side of the field, that sort of takes out the second yeah, then, play option as well. Then, Otherwise, um, he's got to run 50. Tango's he's got to run 30 metres to yeah. get across there to get involved in the play. So yeah. it was probably pretty intelligent, realistically, from Parramatta. But, um, yeah, it makes all sense. Um, did you mention, yeah, a game record for Moses? Thousand kicking metres. Thousand kicking metres. And kicked. And that was a big Fairly difference, well. to be honest, because Penrith were probably more dominant in the running game and now, field position. But yeah. he just turned around and kicked the fucking thing 80 metres back down the yeah. other end of the field and, and turned them around and now, made them work. Uh, and start, like I said, start, you start with Taruva, then it has to be Tungo, then off the... Edwards is in there all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. They were making... The first 15 minutes, Penrith looked... And I'm, you can tell me the TV point of view. I'm just going from what was live. First 15 minutes, Penrith looked dominant. I was sitting there just yeah. going, Penrith for about to score you, and then the gates will open. Uh, they held on really well, Parramatta, and then, and in fact, the only the first try came as the, it was the second baller came to the field. They went straight mm. to the middle and scored on the back of Yo's footwork. Uh, but I thought after that, Parra were the dominant team. Parra just looked on top the whole time, felt in control. I, th- um, I thought their two front rows were superb. Uh, Paulo and RC Jin, what did you get? 200 each, 200 plus each. Thereabouts. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. Hopgood was great. And uh, Ryan Madison, a noticeable difference back on the net. He was there. probably their best player, I think. Yeah, Madison, he was, he was in everything. Um, yeah, what a, what a great game of footy. Um, I was really impressed early with the second phase offloads that's yeah. led directly to points. Like yeah. those couple of tries, they, they were absolutely brilliant from both sides. Um, it was a really tough game that was played in the middle of the field for long periods from both sides. But, um, yeah, Penrith seemed to sort of start... They didn't start the best, but they were on top. But they just couldn't seem to um, to crack Parramatta at all. Uh, 
I know Parramatta's defence was rushing and it was um, it was quite effective, but Penrith just seemed to there just seemed to be too many balls hitting the ground and not hitting the mark. You know that, that clunky sort of um, expectation. I, I had an expectation of them being sort of clunky until they got their rhythm, especially around their dummy half at the start of the year. And yeah, it's um, they were probably a a, um, a cog below their best. And Parramatta probably played close to the best game of footy they've played in. Even most of the last year, to be honest, three errors and bugger all missed. Ta- uh, oh, they they missed a few tackles, but they just did not make errors whatsoever. They played field position, they played smart footy, and um, yeah, there was some some really lovely tries in this. Uh, <laughs> Penrith sort of won that grind, as you said, when Paulo went off, and um, but the the first try with the little grubber from uh, from Dylan Brown, you see it really well on the TV where. Um, He's just taken that extra skip to the outside of his defender, which caused the next guy to rush up, which just left a really big hole in behind those two defenders. Yep. And he's just dribbled it in there, and Edwards is, was a step off and, you know, stepped further away than what he should have been, and Cartwright slid in for that first try. But then, um, yeah, that yo footwork through the middle of the field yep. and that offload back to... Um, it was sexy. <laughs> back, back in the middle of the field, and then Edwards scores down the middle of the field. And um, Matt... Dory, that yeah. again, he did almost the exact same thing. Nice little shimmy with the footwork and a beautiful offload to Penasini. Then Penasini gets held up and another offload back to the middle of the field for hands, I think it was, yeah. to score. Oh, that, that would have been close to try of the year. That was a fantastic was, bit um, of play. I was, I was in the bay. In fact, you were seeing it on social media and everything else. I was in the bay next to all his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he gave the big point over them. And it was really good to see they were into the game the whole time. And he looks a likely suspect. He does, yeah, he looks, yeah. Um, got Bit of pace, pace. decent um, pass off the ground. Gets him, but a front foot hooker, like, gets him out and takes that, I guess it's probably the way the modern hooker, the Harry Grant mould more than yeah. the Hodgson mould. But it um, gets him up and gets him running on into the line. Uh, I like him. I liked him, what I saw there. And he and obviously BA did too because he played an hour or so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then there, there was the lovely little short ball from Cleary with the lead runner for um, Hoskins to score next to the post to get it close again. Um, Penrith really seemed to win that one, the interchange with Sorensen and Lenu when they came on. They really that's picked up for that 10 or 15 yeah. minutes and that's when they started punching holes through the middle of Parramatta yeah. and causing problems for Parramatta. But it didn't take long for Parramatta to reset and get back in there. And um, their the, the back half interchange was quite interesting. That they tried to stagger Paulo and RCG mm. having stints mm-hmm. to try and nurse them through. Yep. Uh, and then I think it was seven minutes ago they brought Paulo back on. Uh, unfortunately, gave away the penalty. But that uh, they, 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 they I thought they, the they obviously yeah. know they need their pillars out there and. Um, they were quite conscious of he that. He seems to be a, a working a little bit smarter with his interchange in the last couple of games, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, Greg um, played a few more minutes, and Makatoa came on quite early, actually, surprisingly. He did. From memory. Um, um, yeah, yeah <coughs> 40, 14 minutes and 34 minutes. Uh, Hands, 34 minutes. Dury, only 20, but had some good impact. So mm. it's a bit, bit of a healthy-looking interchange there. You have to give um, props to Cleary, obviously. Everyone's talked about it already. Um, you've heard nothing but oh, I, <laughs> what happened the moment, the, yeah, was, the moment of this in this match. Um, I wanted to kick him first, but not kick him. But <laughs> I, thought he's, I thought the Penrith last tackle options up until that point were very poor all game. Yeah. I don't think that he kicked well no. most of the night. They're still uh, doing that kick that out. That moment was outstanding. Like that moment itself. And like I was, we were right down to the barrel watching. It was unreal to watch. But... 
I thought the last tackle was atrocious at times. Just consistently looking like for... He got tackled on a fifth tackle a couple of times. Lua got tackled Two or three fifth. times. Uh, and um, I think Kenny might have got wrapped up just before... At some point when they had all the momentum and he got wrapped up out of dummy half. And when they get too close, when they get too close to the line, the bomb goes out of it. They don't put mm. the bomb up for the corners. Like you see, most teams will just still reef it up for the winger, and yeah. you know, they play that short kick for the center on top of the yeah. on top of the halves, and they don't have the bloke that's seven foot tall anymore. And they, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just blokes crowd out Crichton as soon as he gets close to the ball, and yeah. he's their most effective jumper these days for for the ball, and they're just working really hard to keep him away from the contest so yeah. it's it's sort of um, it's going missing really they need to I think they need to get back to just driving it in the end goal and really working on grinding teams into the dust like they did for most yeah. of the last uh, year we haven't seen we, don't, we haven't seen the spinning grubber from Cleary this year haven't seen a lot of his tricks to be honest I think there might have been one put up you know, two belly spiral bombs yeah, I think a couple of them but there was none of that it was just but even them, they're 40 and 50 metres out, so yeah. you're only just getting well, to the long, contest at the best. For along that period, they were, they were working out, back in that game, they were working out of the 30. Mm. Even up until that field goal, um, and who do I talk about for the field goal? There was, let me cover it. Dylan Edwards live, fantastic to watch. Gutho live, fan, absolutely brilliant to watch. He, Parramatta don't win the game without Gutho on the field. He saved, he saved the Fisher-Harris try. There was another try he saved. The amount of work he does in the back... I mean, you see, you see the Parafans blow up about, oh, he's, where was he this time? He was out of position. Mm. He might be out of position once a game, if yeah. that. Most games he's in the fucking correct, like yeah. right on the spot every end of tackle and, set. And yeah, you get, and as a result, he gets dragged over the line here, but you're there by a prop, but it's his job. Like, that's going to happen. He was fantastic, and Dylan Edwards is brilliant live as well. So, But I thought Gutho was... So good with his support play, Edwards. I thought yeah. um, both were tremendous... Uh, but yeah, clip. I thought Luai was a non, a non, non factor, factor yeah. and yes. I thought Cleary's last tackle options, uh, and, and obviously, it's a bit like last week where we were not giving points to people because um, it's expected of them. But I, I, you know, not saying he's, I'm not bagging him by any means, but it wasn't. I would say I was disappointed by Cleary's general kicking options a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Might be wrong. You can correct me, but then to ice what he did. Um, off that penalty was absolutely sensational. Yeah, man, realistically, that was still just the dragon back into the game. Like, they were... Oh, willing, they were, they were if they didn't get that penalty, that penalty, he would have had to yeah. kick that from 60. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't happening. Or it would have been a, a hope, a rainbow ball, yeah, a rainbow ball, ball and hope and someone hope goes down a sideline yeah. somewhere. And um, Yeah, they were they were really searching for answers there at the back end of this game until Paulo <laughs> smacked someone across the top of the head. And then... Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the way that they set up off that play, and obviously we all knew it was coming. <laughs> they, they, the defence got pretty close and did put a lot of pressure on him. So just to be as cool and um, precise as he was to slot that yeah. from 45 metres out <laughs> to, yeah, it, to tie the match up. It was, it was pretty never impressive. missing either. It was, um, it was fantastic. It was green. Uh, and then the lead up to, and then went to Golden Point, the lead up to the Moe, I thought. The, obviously, the Mos- to see Moses ice a field goal, everything like he needed to do it from whatever we all get told by Para fans. But the lead up to that was almost picture perfect. Oh, was, from yeah, Para. absolutely, absolutely. Um, obviously, the penalty doesn't help. Um, no, Penrith go away, give give away yeah. a penalty forty meters off Parramatta's line, and then 
It was just a basically just a procession, just set up straight yeah. for the middle of the post. From, uh, from where he was, he was hit up from hit up. If he'd <laughs> missed that, you'd, yeah, that, would be. that was that was my thought sitting at home. I'm like, well, if he misses this, they don't deserve to win the yeah. game. Like, they, the, he should slot the, this every day of the week. Right and, there, so. Yeah, did it, um, did it quite coolly at the end. So, um, I thought Cartwright was very good. Yep, uh, Madison and Hopgood were fantastic for for Parramatta. Um, as you mentioned, Moses kicked for a thousand meters, which is the first time I think it's ever been done. Fish and Yo were great, along with Edwards, uh, and Hosking and Cleary were brilliant when they were needed by their team. So it's funny on Hosking because he's not he's tiny, not tiny, but he's standing out there the next. He to played Crichton. a bit of centre and then a he was bit of next to Crichton, bit of second row, twice the size of him it feels like, and uh, but he's a little worker. He works and, hard. Um, <laughs> he's again, a not bloke a knock that everyone of, needs. Like this is a modern game, not and, a knock at and all. And for a smaller guy, his defence is actually quite actually, strong. His first couple of runs, I had to go and like, who is Luke? I'm going, who's 19? I had to go and work it out. No, oh, right. yeah. Um, just because he was wide a lot of the game, and mm. but um, outstanding effort as well, effort on effort there, and, uh, and he's probably defense, the yeah, answer to strong. well, clearly the answer to their right side there. Yeah, um, I would imagine so. Well, left side if they get well, Mark comes Martin back, so, back so Mark yeah, left and I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I wouldn't be surprised if Hoskins ends up pushing Garner out of the what's team. What's happened? But in fact, we'll Garner's not even in twenty-one this year. Oh, really? So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, but we'll see how that how that progresses. But I, I do think he's a much better. Just um, he's got better footwork, a little bit quicker, and you know, a better attacking option on that left hand side, yeah. which hopefully might um. Uh, unlock Luai a little bit if it gives him an, an extra threat on that left-hand side because yeah. Garner really hasn't been a threat. The only time he's looked good is when he's actually played back through the middle of the field. Yeah, they've been playing him back into the into the forwards, and he's been quite strong there. But um, it's more just a battering well, ram rather than Garner anything is, else. Um, yeah, he's a hole runner, but he's not a he's not a clinical hole runner. He's a good hole runner, but he doesn't like he doesn't even have like a Sorensen has more footwork than him. Yeah, yeah. There's blokes like that that are better options. So. I'd, Unfortunately for, for Luke, he's probably going to be number 20 most of the year and coming in for the next Playing reserve grade for a big part of it, yeah. I would imagine now. But um, I had Madison with three points. I thought he was best player on the field. Moses closely followed with the two. Um, obviously didn't have a great deal to do with their attack. There was, um, But his kicking game was instrumental in getting them back into this game. Yeah. He outkicked Cleary, who's I think that's fair call, I pointed as the best kicker in the comp. And I had Cleary or Hoskins for the one point. I had I thought Gutho. Gutho had to get a point. Gutho? Yeah, I'd give it to uh, Gutho. And I would add Yo, is Penrith, Yo or Hoskins is Penrith's best. I know there was a field goal, but I was... Yeah, I was Disappointed in the general play. Uh, it's funny thing, because we, we minutes, saw yeah. Penrith at Magic Round live, and mm-hmm. I hadn't seen live since. And I'm sure there's people go game every week, and... And they had an aura about him at Magic Round, and they, they were just a team. They were a good team, but they were just a team here. They yeah, didn't yeah, feel yeah. like a dominant force, and I think that's what well, was coming, but it's a story of them. Uh, so, right, well, three Maddo, two Moses, Moses, one Gutho. Yep, that'll do me. All righty. All right, here we go. Let's do something. 24-12. <laughs> Storm beat the Tigers uh, Friday night at 6 p.m. But I need some stats. He had four tries to two, two out of four conversions for the Storm and two out of two for the Tigers. Two out of two penalty attempts for the Storm. 36 out of 41 sets played 32 out of 41. 370 plus running metres and 106 plus post-contact metres for the Storm. Four line breaks to two, 26 tackle busts from both teams, nine offloads to 15. Three force dropouts by the Storm, zero by the Tigers, no 40-20s. 354 tackles played 371. Three ruck infringements against the Storm, two against the Tigers. 
One inside the 10 against the Storm. Seven penalties conceded from both teams. Eight errors to nine. Grant with 50 tackles. Bateman with 45. Uh, Will Warbrick with 202 running metres. And Tupu with 182 running metres. Katoa with 96 supercoach points. Bateman with 95. Warbrick with 88. Mm. Um, bit of cruise control for Melbourne for the majority of this match, I thought. Um, especially after they scored some points early. They seemed to just sort of go back into the, into the motion of the game. Munster wasn't really poking his head into the line too often. I think he was just trying to play in a bit of a dinner suit, which um, obviously a, a smashed up finger <laughs> that he's carrying around is probably a good idea to do that. Um, the one the one encouraging thing for the the Tigers is they did make the Storm work to win this game. They didn't. They weren't their own worst enemy and killed themselves and made it impossible for themselves. No, they were their to win own the worst match. enemy, but they got a long way there. They, they climbed the mountain until they jumped off it. It's no, <laughs> that's a pretty good analogy, to be honest. Um, but the fact that they did make them work for a large part of the game is something that they haven't done so far this year um, in any of their games, I don't think. So it's um, something. <laughs> I don't know what else to give you, to be honest. But, um, yeah, Bateman was by far the biggest upside for the Tigers, I thought. There's... Um, Kick off the scoring was a nice little offload from King and then another one from Pezzett for Katoa to throw a, a long ball out to Warbrick, who you've bagged mercifully <laughs> for three weeks. So the story of the first try I against think the I gave Tigers. it to Cody Walker last week, Bill Warbrick, <laughs> and uh, probably Khan Pereira. Yeah. And uh, there I they all are. Think, Someone else. That's correct. It's, it's almost everyone but one L Brooks. If we could just get him to score a couple. Yeah. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's career best form. That's another one. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it was uh, yeah, Pezzett from the Storm. I thought that that try sort of involved those two more than it did Katoa, but he got the try assist for it. However, they like to work that out because he threw the last pass. But um, Bateman was then crabbing across the field, pushing off players at will there for a second. He looked quite good in this little run, then um, and put Kapoa over for the for the Tigers' first try. Then there was a couple of soft tries from that the Tigers let in with the Ollum one, uh, which was a bit of a 50-50, you know, jump for a high ball and tap it back, and Ollum just sort of flops on top of it. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of p- Tigers around the ball either when it did get knocked back. And um, the Munster one right before halftime, that w- that's a coach killer. Yeah. Every day of the week, all he did was step off his foot once and there was nobody to be seen. For whatever just reason. Just cut back inside and there was no he's one. The, um, he's the king of that soft try. He scores <laughs> that sort of try a lot. And... Um, Obviously, gets, yeah. can pick you take, you the space those two pretty out well. And obviously, you take those two out and it's 12 all, but mm. um, yeah, keep going. Come, yeah, happy little grubber chase. Um, chased it to the very bitter end and managed to sneak around a ball watching fullback there in Nick Meaney score that one. So, um, yeah, that's sort of where the, where the... Gave him a bit of a sniff, but I think Melbourne closed him out pretty clinically in the end of the day. Well, the um, last 10 minutes of the game was dead, but yeah. that was on us. Yeah, that's true. All in the back of the scrum, which it, I think the exact, exact same thing happened in the Souths game and they reset the scrum, by the way. Mm. Uh, but only happens to us. Um, <laughs> on top there, lost a scrum against... Only the Tigers could do this. Lost a scrum against a feed. Um, the other one... The Munster try came on the back of being all over him for a good 10 minutes. And then seven tackles set from Luke Brooks. March upfield. There we go. Munster walks over. How good. <laughs> I thought the starting pack was all pretty good for the Tigers, really. Um, they all did a job, um, and their bench wasn't too bad either, except for Laurie. Um, he really had no part in play I, I, to play in this game. I have um, a feeling we won't see him again in first grade. 
Not as a 14. He went back and played Reggie's last week. Apparently was average at best. Okay. Um, I I, I don't watch it, but I'll give him a plug. A-N-W, at N-W-B-T. Assume nothing but West Tigers on um, Twitter. Covers a lot of the the reserve grade stuff. Uh, Yeah, right. And apparently him and Nofalin were were both very average. So, uh, yeah. Tui and Kapoa are probably the best of the backs for the Tigers. Um, There was no real... Impact apart from those, two. they didn't really have a massive impact, but they impacted it more than any of the rest of the yeah. outside backs. Um, Bateman and Papali were easily the Tigers' best players. Um, the starting storm pack was really good, um, I thought, as well. The halves were decent, which was probably the difference in the, at the end of the day. Um, Pezzett had a pretty good game, so did uh, Munster, even though he played in dinner suit. Um, Warbrick cashed in, I don't think he did anything extraordinary to get, get some points there, but. He, um, it was his best game in the NRL, and I thought uh, Josh King was probably the best player on the ground, uh, and Katoa put in a pretty good effort as well. But what, like, I think he got credited for two try assists that probably were the work of the inside men, to be honest, yeah, and, but he's the, uh, he's which inflated a, his stats. He was the, the last pass player, so, so they've got to make him look good instead. Yeah. I had Josh King as the three in this game. I thought he was the best player on the field. Bateman with the two, and then gave Katoa the one. But I did too. I, I, look, what am I supposed to say about this game? It's um, <laughs> here's the thing: everyone the Tigers have bought in is doing their job, isn't doing what we expect them. Uh, I think Naden's looking fantastic. He was quiet in this game. This kid wasn't his best game, and he got it annoys me. That he again, he had three runs or something for about fifteen yeah, meters yeah, in this game. But, but they haven't hooked him to get Laurie on the field, but. Yeah. Um, Capola's been fantastic come back this year played both back row and there uh, and Bate, yeah, Bateman this is Papali's best game Appy's obviously they'll get it right eventually I think Capola has to stay in the centres to be honest outside Papali yeah, well, I really I like him I think he will and then if will. Bateman and now they've got Tupo well. Tupo's got something Tupo's yeah. got something about him and he can be a, a, a very uh, a top level winger especially outside of someone like Capola because yeah. he's, he's bigger than Talakai he's probably a fraction yeah. quicker and he's you know he's got a little bit of ball playing in him and as I well, think he's so. a good and I think it was last year the game he had, he had two jumping tries was it mm. him that had the two wherever he debuted um the biggest problem is, and until they want to admit it, this club's not going to change until Luke Brooks isn't at halfback. I don't mean to pile on like everyone else has because I've done it plenty of times before. But I, they don't actually have a half in their club. Mm. Sheen has now come out and said Dewey's the best fullback in the club. Well, so they don't actually have a spine because we don't know what Adam Dewey... We've seen one game, he was fine. I think he's a centre. I'm probably you know, now going to turn and admit it. Um, he's probably a good... He's a Matt Burton-style 5'8". Outside him at 13, good, maybe... So. Him and Matt Burton to me are quite similar, except Burton's would beat him over 100 metres by yeah, probably 15 probably. yards. Um, but well, the, there's 50, no yeah. like if you if you put Sean Johnson into this team, even the way he's playing, if you put yeah. um, fucking Pezet into this team, they, they just until and the worst thing about it is until if I think now the Tigers haven't played a half, haven't won a game since August 2021 with Luke Brooks at halfback. Well, game to one last year with Hastings at halfback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other one's Wakeham, who was about to retire or do whatever he's going to do. Um, he has been looked fine in trials, but until they turn around and realise it, even Brooks realised it last year when he asked for his release seven times. <laughs> until they realise it, um, the club's going nowhere. And they need they, they did try because they've tried to, they tried to get Moses, but they legit need to fucking beg Bor- go over to England and just beg George Williams or go and find someone. 
Wellsby. Yeah. Wellsby or someone, uh, a Dodd or someone, because I don't know who else is going to play for him in Australia. Um, <laughs> I'm but sure the, there's the a option kid is there on tape. If you're listening, Shanezy, the option yeah. is there. You can go get fucking White and Williams and Bateman back together. They did all right last time together. But um, <laughs> we can all dream. But they've got two bucks to spend next, well, next year. With what they've got on the field at the moment, they really have only one option, and, and it's, it's to chips in Appy. Yeah. It's to go through the middle of the field, tell Appy he's controlling the attack. He needs to tell the halves where they need to be, We're about to get when the they're going to get the ball. Yeah. And then they even need to kick early through Appy, yeah. and he needs to kick long on the f- third or fourth tackle and turn him around and work yeah. really double time in defence. Or he needs to be saying, all right, get ready on the fourth and fifth because you're kicking long, and that's it. Yeah. When we're close to the line, you can do whatever. You can become, make up your plays and pay a little bit of yeah. bombs and short grubbers and stuff like that. But when we're in our defensive end, it's got to come straight through the middle of the field. It's got to be all off the back of Appy, and you need to surround him with... You need to give him options. You need blokes running angles on both sides of him, one through the middle, and then go but from just there. Go, like, but just have 20 minutes where they just go through the guts. Mm. They just We haven't seen it yet. Like, just go and hit whole... Like, get... Go and do what um, do and do what Parramatta did. Let's hit go the lead man, hit, hit and the then go, man, and then and then run at holes. Work and work and work. And fifteen yeah. minutes in, Bateman can have some footwork. And if you find an offload and Kapoa's there, but you just you've almost got to yeah make the halves. And it's almost like go and look what the Dolphins are doing. To be honest, um, the Dolphins are similar, but the Dolphins are doing what this structure should be: fast outside backs, big forwards, busting their ass. And then, admittedly, they do have a game controlling half. So we're going to find out what that means next week. Yeah. Uh, but until that changes, like what we're broken records and people are probably sick of me talking about it. So let's move on. Let's move um, on. <laughs> what do you say? Three King, King Bateman, Katoa. That's what I. Yeah, heard. go with that. Yep. I would even. I just thought if Munster wasn't on the field, um, they don't win. But that's case Cam Munster. So yeah, Pezzett had an involvement in two tries as well as, and Josh King was yep. the bloke who sort of dropped it back what's, in his lap. So is Pezzett signed? Is he the one that signed five year deal at Melbourne? No, that was um, what's his the name? Fullback, the big. He, he's origin. He played Origin last year. Has it played? We haven't six seen him yet. In, um, yeah, but he played. Did he play seven? Or did he play? He was no. He's a back rower. Yeah, he's back rower slash center. Go and um, go and fucking offer Pezzet. Like go and find someone. Go and, like as a half. Is it Harworth? Harworth? Howarth. Yeah, but they haven't played him yet. So yeah, you, know, you know what's <laughs> about all is that I'm waiting for it one day in the next six weeks. I'll wake up and I'll have re-signed Luke Brooks for five years. And I'll potentially Why a Dolphins myself. jersey. Don't, don't kill yourself. Just go and get a Dolphins jersey. You'll be fine. I'll start up rugby and red wine. <laughs> All right. 18-12. Uh, this, is a game of the, this was a game of the year. Close to it. Wasn't it? 18-12. Yeah, Broncos over Dolphins. And this is how... It was a little bit scrappier than the Penner from Parramatta game. Just like the Penner from Parramatta the was a little was bit there. more clinical. But I don't know if it was the yeah, crowd. It, was and it, was every, it, it almost felt like an origin style It was chips in. Game. Everyone ripping uh, in and having an absolute get crack. Get the stats in. Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, two tries to four. Two out of two conversions and one out of four for the Broncos. 29 out of 41 sets played 29 out of 43 sets. Three line breaks to the Dolphins, six to the Broncos. 33 tackle busts to 36. 14 offloads to 11. No 40-20s. 301 tackles played 341. Two ruck infringements against the Dolphins. Five penalties conceded to four. 13 errors to 16. Gilbert made 40 tackles. Capewell made 39. Hamaso made 217 running metres. And Staggs made 237. Wallace with 89 supercoach points. Walsh with 84. And Payne Haas with 74. I assume a lot of those 
errors with like those ones over the line or you know bundled in a t- that sort of shit because they're feeling a little bit inflated. This was like so to me, oh, the, the start of the game it was very stop start. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think that was a, actually a um, a plan from the Dolphins to try to slow the Broncos down. To be honest, and yeah. play a bit of that scrappy style of football and slow down the middle of the field so that they could um, cope with the the forwards coming through, and they did really well. They were actually probably winning that uh, battle in the middle for the first half, really, which kept them in the game as long as it did because yeah, the Broncos yeah. didn't really knock down that front door until the back end of the game. No, well, I th- um, yeah, no, well, I thought the Dolphins' defence was outstanding. I thought all across, through their middles, they matched them more or less. Uh, and this is a fallback I've been, you know, creaming myself over for a month. <laughs> um and they're outside, but like their slide defense, like their defensive structure is fantastic. They it shut is, down. Yeah. What was good is both sides created points, and both sides shut out, shut down enough points. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't a boring game. Two like, or three tries they, saved on both sides yeah, of the field. Yeah, on yeah. the line or bumped into touch or um, uh, Reese Walsh, beautiful under the hip, under the ribs tackle to bundle out um, Zarko. Was it Zarko? Yeah, I think it was. No, it was Tessie. I saved it for you. Um, and that was on the back of watching Adam Dewey just watch Wilbrickle. Uh, Walbrick just wander just over, past him. Oh, yeah. like literally from the same spot. Walsh um, hit the same, yeah, hit him under the ribs and put him in touch. Um, this was just two very well coached teams playing good footy, and felt like a top eight, clear top eight game. I think this, I think this felt better than every game, most games I watched this round anyway. Pretty in terms close of intensity. to it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. What happens now without O'Sullivan is a concern. Big time. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But, um, yeah, great job going and getting those Fords that the Dolphins did, and they matched the Brisbane Ford pack. And there's enough creativity out there. Um, you know, if Hammer breaks away and they don't catch him, all of a sudden it's 18 all or, or even further. Um, ultimately, it was the old firm that, that won it for Dolphins. It was Reynolds creating space for Capel, um, you know, and running away. And then uh, and before that was through the middle again so it was um, yeah it well was I thought the Broncos probably should have put a bigger gap on them earlier in the game they had a lot of time yeah, and yeah. pressure and they were constantly on the Dolphins line to their credit they turned them away two or three times as you mentioned at the start of the game pushing blokes into touch and just sliding or, or brushing and causing issues with the ball hitting the ground for the Broncos but um, they, they took over there for about a 15 or probably 20 mm. minute yeah, period just after half just before uh, and after half time. Yeah. And they dominated through the middle of the field. Wallace obviously crashed over for that try. And um, and then they uh, they scored another nice one not long after. But um, Reese Walsh was the difference in this game. Hmm. His pace and the ba- on that wraparound play out the back. <laughs> you see how many times he just had the defensive line yeah. f- completely fucked. Like they didn't. <laughs> and it ended up being an awesome effort from a winger or from a centre to get across and make a a try-saving tackle or get a hand to the ball and knock it down. But there was well, there was two tries, two beautiful tries where he just wrapped around and hit the winger and the winger just yeah. waltzed over. Yeah. And there was two or three other opportunities that got shut down. But, yeah, he he really um, threatened he, every time he got involved. Surely he's now... F- well, he's the first pick Queensland. He just goes so, so fast. From when he picks up the ball, he's on the outside of not one defender. He's on the outside of two defenders by the time they've yeah. realised what they're doing and they yeah. start sliding. And he's already outside two guys. So but, and when um, when they get tied through the middle, when they have the Carrigan House tag team, he just mm, punches straight up on the Starts following them back up through the guts um, of the forwards. Yeah. 
It's um, yeah, no, he he is fantastic. I, I said last week he's one of my favourite players to watch, and but as I just said, even if Pong is fit. Walsh is the form fullback. Yeah, surely. I think he leaves him in the dust, to be honest. Um, yeah. We haven't seen that kind of form out of Ponga apart from when he's played Origin over the last yeah. two years. Well, he's got, um, he, last year he's been picked sort of in spite of himself. And he's played well at Origin level, yeah. but he's been picked in spite of how he's been at club level. A little bit unfortunate the way the game finished. It wasn't actually a bad grubber from Milford that was went across the field, but it just sat up perfectly for Stags well, to yeah. run the length of the even field. Even if... Um, because there was guys running through it, holes, it, even if he even if he catches that, probably eight times out of ten, someone grabs him, grabs him, and it and we go to Golden Point. Like it was a good, it was a good pickup, well above his head. But the way it sat up just in yeah. front of him, and then and there was just nobody on the front there. Foot like if yeah. it had just sort of dribbled a meter either way, it's dribbled fine, a little yeah. bit, somebody would have dived on it before it got to him, or if it had got behind him, the winger would have dived on it in behind him, and it would have been a different game. But um, what'd you make of Milford? Good in patches. They worked him over consistently. Like they just ran traffic at him until he was completely fucked. <laughs> you know, when the bloke hasn't played a, lot, a great deal of first grade for two or three years, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. But it was probably one of his better performances in the last yeah, ten, I think he had two good games five or ten outings that we've seen yeah. out of him. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how he's going to go week in, week out for the next I'll couple of months. Well, like, back to what we're saying, Appy, I assume... Jerry Marshall King's the kingpin yeah, uh, gonna coming have in this be. week. Uh, but fantastic game. I, if, you're, if you're thinking or you're on Dolphins and make the eight, I wouldn't be uncomfortable. I'd no, think absolutely The only thing stopped to make the eight is other teams are all improving as well. We would have got a good price but at the start um, of the year. So I don't understand. I, and we, both of us, uh, I think all three of us, it never once suggested they were close to a spoon team. But, no, no, um, we, but we didn't quite have them in the eight either. But no. we'll see. We'll see how there's a lot. There's out. a lot of footy to go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a lot of water under the bridge. Yeah, the, uh, Sullivan injury mucked up their kicking game a bit. Um, I thought the Dolphins forwards were were average. Um, they probably they weren't look, quite as good as they have been recently. But um, you can't fault the They weren't from, bad. Uh, they definitely Gilbert. weren't bad. Gilbert just works overtime. Oh yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert and did a whole heap of work. Lemma Louie's got some nice footwork. They were the two I was just about yeah. to mention, to be honest. And Wallace and Nichols were great. What about the try saver from, from the game where he just slaps it out <laughs> of his hands as old mate's trying to dive over the top of him? That was brilliant. I thought Aitken was really strong um, out in the centres for them, and I think he's pretty much cemented that spot now. I, I can't see him moving him back into the back row and. No, no. I think he does a pretty good job out there for him, so uh, leave him out there. Uh, and Hammer was very good. He, he's just always in and around the yeah. ball and plays that supporting fullback role really well. Uh, nice little try off a grubber from from Milford. I thought the Broncos forwards were good. Capewell, Carrigan were really strong. Amazing what a, the difference a supporting fullback with pace makes, which you know, eight, eight or nine teams do have, but... The ones that don't. And he's got it. that little bit extra pace as well. Yeah, he's that little you bit want quicker. That, you want that bit of. Uh, um, you want that if you make half a break and he looms. Yeah, like, and that acceleration's really need, the killer. That, that yeah. first ten or fifteen meters yeah, when they can them. absolutely because by the time they catch up, it doesn't matter. I'll at, just fall at over. best, they might get a, a grab on a jersey, and mm. half the time you're not going to stop a bloke with a grab on the jersey yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's, he's already gone. It's just too late. But um, yeah, Hass was brilliant again. Thought the back five were really good. I mentioned Walsh. He's just the X factor in this team now. Tony's one I gave a serve to, and he had his best game so <laughs> best far. Best game there for probably two years. <laughs> Even when he was in contention for you're Origin, I think he probably played better than when he was in contention for Origin yeah, last year. You're welcome until I put you in super coach, and then uh, <laughs> and then you're fucked. <laughs> um, Herbie was was really good again, and Cobo was really good. Uh, and Staggs had 
Yeah, as you said, the best game he's played for a long time. But I gave Hass the three points yep. just because I thought he was instrumental again at really kicking down that front door at the back end of this game and got him into the position for Walsh to do what he did, what he did and I gave him the two. And then I had um, either Wallace, Staggs or Carrigan for the one. That's a tricky one. Well, mm. look, Wallace, Wallace mat- tried to match him as best he could. Yeah. Uh, Carrigan was Carrigan, but that probably deserves probably a, a point. A, could, yeah, probably uh, a fraction below his. He's absolute best. Yeah. And Katoni. Let, let's go Katoni or Wallace. Try a winner. Yeah, probably the match winner. Katoni okay. steals it. All right. I think he had 200 and over 200 yeah, something metres as well. Yeah, but 100 was from one run. That's true. So, what else <laughs> but he did do? do a bit more work than he normally does, um, which has been a, a bit, bit of a knock on, on him from us. Contact, a line break, line break assist. What Wallace do? Yeah, let's go. Wallace, 24 tackles, a try, 130 metres from 15 runs. Yeah. I'll give it to Katoni. You're yeah. right. Stags just edges him out, I think. All right, the uh, Saturday Arvo kicked off late, uh, kept us all waiting till 5.30, and then the Titans 24 <laughs> <laughs> scraped, uh, scraped, I don't say scraped home, but they didn't feel that, did, were they no, They dominant? weren't dominant, no. 24-12, Titans and Titans lost AJ and, and Foran, as we mentioned earlier. Um, probably a different game if those two stay on the field for 80 minutes, yeah, to be honest. Uh, yeah, exactly, what does that say? Four that? tries to two, four out of four conversions, played one out of two. And one out of one penalty attempts for the Titans. 34 out of 42 sets, played 31 out of 41. Seven line breaks for both teams. 27 tackle busts, played 33 for the Titans. Seven offloads to 14. Three force dropouts to two. 313 tackles, played 317. One ruck infringement to two. One inside the 10 against the Cowboys. Nine penalties conceded to the Cowboys. Six to the Titans. Ten errors to 12. A sin bin for the Cowboys. Robson with 36 tackles. Randall with 35. Holmes with 232 running metres and Tino with 222. Cam Pereira, 117 supercoach points. David Fafita with 96. Two other Titans before you got to Nanai on 70. Yeah, odd game because um, I thought I thought the Titans overperformed here and it's like I, I sort of want to talk more about them. Uh, but I feel like I'm going to be too harsh on the Cowboys if I do, so you can go first. I think they I'm had more better, um, like more... Outstanding performers than what well, the, Cow- was the Cowboys did. Yes, absolutely. Fafita was fantastic. Tino Shock. was fantastic. And uh, Tino was fantastic, yeah. So the three Cam big Pereira game. had some really nice touches of the footy and left some people, <laughs> burnt some people well, completely. Well, he burnt people off a dime too. That last two or three steps, the, the that acceleration, as I was talking about yep. earlier. Um, and Fafita had a fantastic game. Um, but the Cowboys seemed to sort of work, just had a little bit more continuity between their entire team and... Their back line seemed to probably work a fraction better than what the Titans Which did. Which is understandable at when times. you've lost two of your spine. <laughs> when, you, when you're missing your fullback and your five and throw eight. Throw in there, but yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, throw Verrills in there as well. He's out for a while now. But um, yeah, I thought the Titans were up for most of the first half. They played a bit of a spoiling game like the Dolphins, I thought, uh, at the beginning of the game, tried to well, slow, it, slow it down. What and they like they've realised they've got the three. They've got boys. the power game. And, uh, but they probably go. don't And they're going to reinforce it with McKaylee coming in. They're probably not the best team to be playing high energy, continually yeah. up-tempo footy. So they're, they're probably better off breaking the, the game down a little bit and slowing it down at different yeah. times, giving themselves a bit of a break and just bashing through the middle. And they did it quite well for the first half. Um, 
the Cowboys sort of sped the game up a little bit, just either side of the half-time uh, break, and I think that's sort of where the, they, they gained a bit of a ascendancy. But there was a couple of lucky tries as well, which doesn't um, really bode so well for the Cowboys. After all of it, they had, what, Tamo crash play? Yep. They had two a crash val, plays. Val, two crash plays and, and an foul... 100 meter intercept and Tom Chester fucking up down inside yeah. out cartwheel <laughs> ball to the hand. face kick, yeah. it, kick it into somebody uh, else and, and, and that's their fault that's all their and that, that's all their points I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't inspired I'll be honest no. Dean did have a good game he um, ran the ball well and caused a lot of problems tackle busts and all the rest of it but there wasn't anything that sort of came after his run you know what I mean like he'd break yeah. through the line and uh, or he'd make a tackle bust or two and then it'd just stop and then they'd give it to a forward and he'd run it back through the middle of the field so yeah. Um, yeah, they've got, they got a bit of work to do with their attack, absolutely. Um, and the Titans did look quite good with the two tries that Fafita got involved with and put Cam Pereira away he's both times. He's sort of bit wider now. Yeah, and he's playing a little bit more. He's, he's doing work as well, though. Yeah. Like, he's doing the work that we've been asking him to do, and he's um, playing, playing uh, he's using his ball playing as well. He's got a pretty decent right-to-left pass there as well, which yeah. is um, going to be mm. a problem for a few people well, had down the track. Well, for... Um yeah, Carperera. Yeah. yeah, there were two of them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. put him away both times. So, um, yeah, the injuries probably would have been a different game. I think the Titans may have snuck away with it if um, those two blokes yeah, stayed well, I, on I the field. I tipped them. It, it's been a weekend for me. I think I tipped three of eight, and I reckon the the patient was uh, the operation was excess, but the patient died. Yeah, well, the Titans like, and Manly both, both probably could won. have or should have. So there's five, and we don't talk about. I thought about. I thought about. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about Tip and Para too, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, Pereira was good. Boyd and um, Tino were were strong for for the Titans. Isaac. Um, Fasil Malawi yeah. was actually quite good off the bench as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing him get a bit more time in the future. Mo and Fafita were absolutely brilliant. They um, they were the difference for the Titans, and they were probably the reason that the Titans got us. Uh, you know, the, the Titans were still in this game towards the back end of the game. There were no real huge standouts for the, the Cowboys. Tamau and Robson were very good. The halves were decent, and Chester and Val were probably the best of their back line. Um, but that comes also with after, the um, yeah the injury. It looked quite good out there. Um, that, but that that's also predicated by a um, an intercept and a and a lucky bounce off the face and a, a soccer kick into yeah, somebody yeah. else. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that adds to the stats. Um, Nanai was probably their best for the for the Cowboys, but I had David Feeder as man of the match in this game. Yep, I thought he was fantastic. That. Did the work. Put away Pereira. With two tries and um, he had six or seven tackle busts and a couple of line breaks, so yep. I gave him the Fine two that. points. I, I just thought Mo should get a point as well, but I'm biased. So. And then I had Nanai or Mo for the one. But <laughs> Who was second? I had um, Pereira, Cam Pereira. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Two. Right, yeah, we got you all Titans. Yeah, well, oh, Mo or Nanai, but nah, for the I'm one. Go all Titans. <laughs> there we go. Nanai, Nanai, uh, that I did do a little bit more work yeah. in this game, but yeah, he was also gifted a bit of a you know, gifted a try there, which enhances his stats. Yeah, so. yeah go over Fafita, Mo, and Carl Pereira. Fafita, Pereira, and Mo. No, no, Mo for two. Yeah. No. We're not a wingers. Yeah, go on. That's fine. <laughs> Mo gets one. All right. And then we got to the other Golden Point game of the round, the. Bunnies thirteen, Eagles Correct. Eagles twelve. <laughs> Sorry, I should have put fourteen. I was confused. 
Apparently the wrong denominations there. But anyway, uh, Cody Walker bounced back after I called him a pop plan last <laughs> week. That's nice for him. What did the stats say? Two tries apiece, one out of two conversions for Souths, two out of two for Manly. One out of two field goal attempts for Souths and zero out of one for Manly. One out of one penalty attempts for Souths. 33 out of 44 sets played, 36 out of 45. Three line breaks for both teams. 19 tackle busts for Souths, 36 for Manly. Two offloads to 14. One force dropout for Souths, no 40-20s. 386 tackles played, 353. Two ruck infringements against Manly, three inside the 10s against Souths. Seven penalties conceded to four, 11 errors to 12. Cameron Murray made 56 tackles, Jake made 50. Tass with 184 running metres and Tom Burgess with 201. Walker with 80 supercoach points. Kulamatangi with 72 and Olakawatu with 71. Tough, tough game of footy, man. Good game of footy, Jeez, game, yeah. they slogged this one yeah. out. <laughs> and there were some tired boys by the time we got, well, by the time we got about the hour mark, there were some tired boys here. Both of these forwards just um, absolutely ripped into each other and they were belting the crap out of each other, which is the type of footy I enjoy watching, to be honest. Like, they did not did not let up until probably the last 10 or 15 minutes when they were both just completely gassed yeah. and they were still having a crack. Um, yeah, both teams refused to crack in defence. It was a massive effort in the middle of the field. And probably great, great, great signs for Manly, even though they lost. They oh, yeah, absolutely. Won, but yeah. they would have got hammered this this time last... Uh, not even this time last year, but round 20 They probably would have lost by 10 or 12 they points. They would have so. got um, yeah. destroyed through the middle and then someone would have walked over Morgan Harper or Hank Scorpio and all yeah. of a sudden it's 28-12 when it should have been something like this. So Yeah, it was, a, it was um, you know, just a massive effort from South in the middle of the field and probably a fraction more creativity out of their halves. That got, excuse me, that got South home in this game. Uh, and they only just scraped home. Fantastically entertaining game of footy with both packs into each other. Now, um, if Quickies would like to sponsor us, this would be a much <laughs> better podcast. <laughs> anyway. Both outside backs really seem to struggle to get the better of their, their opposition players. Like, it's, yeah. nobody got on the outside of anyone, nobody really burned anyone or pushed anyone off. And. They just sort of, um, you know, they throw it out there and it just get wrapped up and that would be the end. So they go back to the middle and try to create something back in there. Yeah. Um, Damien Cook was fantastic, I thought, out of the dummy half. Um, set up the first try with his little gr- run and grubber and then Cody Walker snuck in behind and got a hand to the ball at the very last second somehow. Don't know how that worked, but it was the, the footage is there. He just got, just got a hand to it yep. um, for the first try. Uh, and then... DCE sort of took control, I thought, after that and um, really emphasised with his kicking game. um, Not a weird thing, but in a game where it's a one-point game, I thought DCE was just outstanding in this game. Absolutely. Uh, He was just brilliant. But you can't really point to stats ring, but, well, super coach points. He wasn't breaking the line apart or anything like that, but he was a constant threat. His kicking game was fantastic, and his defence was quite good um, from, from a half, which you don't generally... Um, relate to a half being fantastic in defence, but um, yeah, the lovely little kick for Olakowatu's try. The, the the blocker flats managed to jump over the top of Taz. That bloke is massive. I don't know how he can jump so high. Like seriously, yeah. he's six foot seven and one hundred and twenty kilos, and he jumps four foot off the ground. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it. easy. He looks. He looks actually. Um, 
he looks real true. Well, he's down. apparently a basketball player. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in the that. day. But same, I think Nano was too, but. And a one handed um, grab as well. Just it wasn't both hands. Like he looks real. Yeah, he does look he a little. He looks does like he's look fit a lot and trimmer. Scary and yeah. looks scary. Like does look scary. Motivated, scary, and. Um, and it was a one handed grab too, and yeah. it wasn't even clean. He had to sort of reach his arm, arm around the back of yeah. the ball and drag it forward to get he hold of seen, it. He would have been <laughs> the bloke jumping over you and I in PE in Richmond. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, and then an intercept off Cam Murray, which you don't see very often. That was a pretty poor pass, yeah. I thought. It actually hit Cherry right on the chest, and yeah. he runs 50 metres, and um, mainly we're probably on top going into halftime. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they walk a doubled around on the back of that sweet play out to the right and managed to force his way over, and the game was, yeah, it was anyone's right up to the end. It was probably Manly's realistically, but they just didn't... I don't know if they... They're missing a trick out wide. I, I think Cooler was probably ho hobbling around for a fair bit of that second half, which didn't help him, um, well, being able got, to broke got, open look, the line. But God bless him, but you've got Brad Parker keeping KO Weeks out of the team, uh, and they've got some other strike that they could be playing. But Brad Parker's so good in defence, yeah, so, I know, I know. you know, it's, <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, and Morgan, Morgan Harper's playing this and week. And so Tommy was nowhere near his best, obviously. The, the forward pass call doesn't help. But I don't think... That's interesting. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think of it uh, until I think Paul Kent might have mentioned it on 360. Luttrell was there in cover. It would have been interesting to see if that was not called for whether Luttrell... Whether it gets past Luttrell yeah, or not. that would have been yeah. quite interesting. <laughs> but that was nowhere near forward. I don't know no, where, that, no, where that the fuck actually, that call came from. thing I was going to bring up. But that was a metre backwards. And it was apparently the last pass. It apparently it was the last yeah, yeah. ball. Because I, I went back and watched it play again yeah. and then the ref actually goes, the ball to Tommy. That's... Actually, <laughs> speaking of in the Tigers game where Munster threw the fucking forward pass mm. and stopped and went, oh, and then they just said, oh, it's fine. That's yeah, all right. Don't worry about it. We can it. get fucked four ways every time, <laughs> don't we? More holes than four. Anyway. Yes, but um, they, so they can see that unlucky and you don't know how everything. Yeah, that's right. And then they got a penalty out. with, what, 10, 12 minutes to go south to level things up. Latrell didn't look like kicking a field goal. <laughs> His no. first attempt was shocking, and he was nowhere near the right position. He's in the wrong, position. Posi in the wrong he side was, of the field. He seemed jittery. He was sort of all, yeah. like bouncing all over I the place. Latrell uh, this year, it's almost like he's made a point of being zen, mm. and now yeah. he's too calm because he doesn't yeah. get. He stays out of Cody's shit. He needs that little he bit of red line. He stays calm over here, yeah. and he. Uh, and then even Alloy came and punched, actually fucking punched him in the face. And no, that was his head <laughs> blew about. And he just goes, oh, I'll just take two. Yeah. It's like, which, more power to him. And obviously he cops all the shit under the world and just likes it on the phone. Like, God bless him, he's one of my favourite players. But sometimes I think he needs he's to get a bit angry. He's at his best he's pumping his and, chest. And, and just get out yeah, and build up, build up some fun, Which I assume Freddie will just go and, like, poke him a bit at origin <laughs> time. But... Um, Tammy like could probably save the game, to be honest. But CC but was in yeah. a good position to sink that field goal and that charge down. Um, yeah. I think he probably slots that if Cook doesn't get there and charge that I down. I can't believe Damien Cook got out sprinted going for it. <laughs> he used to be a beach sprinter, yeah? <laughs> I think he made 50 odd tackles. Shitty old caller. He got away pretty he got away pretty quick there, but yeah, Cooler's probably close to the quickest bloke in a comp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> over it's all right, Dave. I'm over not knocking you. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, obviously he did well just to get there, to be honest. Um, he was completely gassed. And, like, him and Murray were both completely fucked with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they wanted to go and sit down somewhere and not, not be involved in the rest of this game. Yeah. But they managed to push themselves through. And then um, 
yeah, Elias just iced it. Good position. They they probably shouldn't have missed, and it may be a, it another confidence-boosting um, game for Elias where he, he, he gets kicks to tick on. that box so. now. He gets to fit. He's had the game earlier in the year. I think it's it's good. Like he's growing, growing half. It's going to keep growing. <laughs> yeah, and he was quite good in and around the ball as well for large parts of the game. And his defence has improved out of sight. Yeah. He stopped a couple of blokes dead again in this game. Yeah. I think he did the same in the Sharks game where he, he stopped a few of the big forwards. He chopped like, down um, Nakora once. And he did mm. some big boys there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's having a great year. A tremendous year. Breakout year probably keeps going. By the back end of the year, I expect him to be right up there, to be honest, and be someone we're talking about week in and week out. So. It's very interesting to see. Um, I will actually. I was going to say about Cam Murray because you mentioned how good he was. Uh, it's weird when you see people through social media and that sort of thing look at the world through Supercoach spectrum, and Cam mm. Murray must be mm. out of form because he didn't get because he only got points. sixty points. Yeah. Like he's made fifty six tackles. Mate. Yeah. He's um, work his ring off. He's, he's not in the field. They just two nice little yeah. offloads that cause line breaks yeah. for for his inside and outside men. Constantly, every time the ball came to him, he's yeah. going into the line. Like he's probably not going into the line as hard as he was last year. I've noticed his his running game is probably not as effective, but he's probably doing a little bit more defence than he was last year yeah. as well. Especially with the middles that they're missing at the moment. So I think he's it's got to be a trade off be somewhere. One hundred percent. But I think he's trying to be a bit more of that better feed for Ilias and conscious, conscious yeah. effort about making Ilias a better looking player, a better a better player around. I should say. Um, where were we heading before I brought that up? Oh, Cody Walker. Yeah, what would you make of his game? Oh, he was fantastic. He got involved exactly when he needed to. Yeah. Um, he was running around. He well, didn't quite get the pumpkin status, but he was running around pumping his chest. And yeah. he was in that sort of, well, his zen, which is <laughs> half, yeah, yeah. half pissed off and half thinking about what he's doing. Yeah. And he, he had a really good game. Um, he's always had his defensive uh, inefficiencies and his kicking game's not the greatest, but... When he's when he's running the ball, it's obviously when he's at his best, and he had good impact twice for points for yeah. for South. So yeah, I thought he he was quite good. Ilias probably did a little bit more of the game management, but yeah. he he did have a couple of very which suits him, which is what it should be. Yeah, very um, very good explosive moments in this game. I, I thought both benches offered very little, except for Kepi. Kepi came on, played a good game for for Manly off the bench, but the rest of the benches for both sides really. Offered uh, little to nothing in this yeah, one. Yeah, can anyone tell us what... So we're now three years in. Can you tell us what, who Ben Turbo is? Yeah, he, he likes to run sideways a lot and get chopped down. Yeah. Runs 20 metres sideways, five metres forwards and gets belted from the side. That's generally what I've seen a lot of him... <laughs> a lot of what he does. He's not the worst in defence, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, probably a... a a level below a first grader, to be honest, from what we've seen from him. Don't and get me wrong, he might come out and blow the world apart, but... And, and it's isn't not it amazing? Likely. We have been calling for three years for Jake Turbo to not play 5'8 and play prop, and he's now close to the best prop in the game. Well, <laughs> out contribution-wise. Yeah. Uh, Defensive-wise, he's still the best tackler, but through oh, the, the middle, he's now... I think yeah. I saw, um, again, through... It might have been through Rugby League writers, or I'll make sure I get the right ones to give him a plug on Twitter. Uh, one of them. Assume it's them. Uh, he's, he's pa- yeah, yeah, he's passing per game's gone from like thirty down to thirteen or whatever it mm. is, uh, and he's just making meters, but then ta- chopping blokes in half. He's taking good the hard meters too through the middle it's, of the field. Um, Belton guys. It's been superb to watch. It's been great. Yeah. And but it's a team that's always needed the prop. Like we've yeah, and, and it's making Paseca better. It's 
it's made them a better team for him just doing the grunt. He should now be the New South Wales, which he has been actually, to be honest. He's now, and he was for Australia, more or anything about this. But um, <laughs> he's now, you know, you first talk, you first pick New South Wales prop and how you then put Paulo and RCG and whoever else around him is how yeah. you do it. Um, someone obvious I've missed there, but someone should add him. I thought the starting packs were great for both sides. Um, Lawton was, was quite good for, for Manly as well. Um, Ola Kowatu yeah. was fantastic a, again. Um, and so was Cherry Evans. He was brilliant in this game. He's, him and Ola Kowatu were probably Manly's best two players on the field. Ilias and Burgess were very good. Murray, Keon, Kulamatungi and Tass were fantastic, I thought. But, um, yeah, Cook and Walker were brilliant. I thought they were the two best. Two best players on the field. Okay, so Show in, throw in maybe DCE there I thought somewhere DCE as well. Had to get a so. only sort of one uh, DCE and Olukawatu. Well, I had Walker had. three, Cook two, and then had DCE or Olukawatu for one. But go, yeah, go with DCE, DCE one. Go with that. All right. Um, Sunday kicked off. We had the triple treat Sunday with the Warriors sixteen, the Bulldogs fourteen, and I thought this that flattered the Bulldogs to me. But uh, you can tell me I'm wrong, Barney. You can tell me the stats before. No, well, you they do that. got um, they got the rub of the green for probably 60 minutes, to be Four honest. Dogs. And then, yeah, absolutely, they got all the calls for the first 60 minutes, and then every every dog supporter in the world was jumping up and down for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, heard of it. Don't get me wrong; it should have been an abstraction. Like, let's get the fucking elephant out of the room. But I actually will we get both elephants in the room. That was a rake. Yes. I I would have given that a try. Yes, and I would have given the obstruction of obstruction. And then it goes and. Uh, Josh Adokar runs the length of the field yeah, off the scrum. So led score. straight from there. And then, um, but he was he's there doing this at yeah. the ball, not at him, yeah. at the ball. Absolutely. And that's a rake. And the obstruction, I would actually prefer them to run the rule that they played on the weekend every single game. It seems like they because are. Because you look at uh, Reed, he jumps outside of Fanua Blake. They've done it twice because they did it with the Panthers game. Yeah. Uh, with Cody. Yeah. If... If they're going to keep doing it, um, I'd fine. love them to do it constantly be because that would make me happier than them calling obstruction every time. Because you see Reed, he looks out, he motions out, and he steps outside of Fanua Blake and then goes, Oh, I'm fucked here, and throws himself back in front of Fanua yeah. Blake looking for the penalty. He was Which never going to get back well, to the penalty. It was the same as Johnson. Cody in the parents' game. All he, all he did was try and tackle the. He had no interesting but the, the line runner. But the fact that he was on his inside shoulder and Reed chose to go out. He only went half a step, but then he went back into yeah. contact. Because it becomes you know, so. self-fulfilling in a good way in that once they stop giving these away, yeah. the defenders actually go... Oh, well, even the bloke on the inside of Fanua Blake took the dummy. Yeah. And then Reed took the dummy as well. They both motioned out yeah. and then couldn't get back in. Yeah. So he went looking for the penalty yeah, yeah, and threw yeah. himself in front but of But I think I'm saying that last but year would have been... Every, look, would have been three years now, yeah. it would have been an obstruction every but now time. We've seen, so I, I can understand more, There's more examples, but... It's um, there's more examples, but we're now on the road where people will stop milking and mm. stop doing that. I can and, understand um, everyone getting pissed off, and you know well, it should have been yeah, called yeah, yeah. an obstruction. But you know, it has if that's a new world, cool. As long as it's consistent. As I said, in my preference, if you're looking out and you motion out in your defence, and then you can't get back in, that's your Absolutely. that's your problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, did we? We went through the stats, did we? Or have we not done that yet? We haven't. Three tries to two. Two out of three conversions played two out of two. And one out of one penalty attempts for the Bulldogs. 37 out of 42 sets played 31 out of 38 for Canterbury. Six line breaks to two. 37 tackle busts for the Warriors. 24 for the Bulldogs. 12 offloads to 13. Three force dropouts to two. And a 40-20 for the Bulldogs. 327 tackles played 357. Three ruck infringements to two. 
Four penalties conceded to five. Six errors to nine. Ford made 41 tackles. King with 48. Violia with 165 running metres and Kiraz with 194. Violia with 104 supercoach points. Kiraz with 92 and Sean Johnson with 89. Those big Warriors backs are now starting to become gold in supercoach and I should have grabbed them earlier, but Valia... Montoya had the big score last week. He did well again this week. Just brushing uh, guys aside, yeah. bumping over but, the top. You know, of when they're rolling and pumping and you get big boys out wide, they, they'll at and least the, get tackled. The halves are getting them some good, ball, good, clean early ball as well, which they haven't seen well, for a couple of years. Should we start there? Should we start there? Uh, Sean Johnson and maybe is the case study for Luke Brooks, who is a running half, and all he does is run. Now his one job is to get the one run at the line. Yep. and get dragged down halfway through the line without a supporting fullback. <laughs> uh, but as a running half, your job is to, first of all, engage your line. Yep. Second of all, engage your Make back rowers. Yeah. And then that became, makes the rest of your game that. more uh, more. But they dangerous. already know now he's not going to pass because he either passes before he decides to run yeah. or he runs. Yeah. There's no run, then pass. Yeah. It's sort of one or the other. But, but it brings alive your short-kicking game. very well at the moment. Yeah. He's, um, he's even sort of... Drawing defenders and then completely stopping mm. and stepping sideways and then bringing a man onto the ball, which just gives you that half a step to the left or the right, which opens up a bit of space on the outside shoulders yep. of defenders, which is, um yeah, it's been his best year since probably the first year when he was at the Sharks when he was on fire there before he oh, blew his Achilles out. He's last two games. He's, yeah. Been, um, yeah, he's been fantastic the last two games in a row. And... Uh, to, uh, Martin. Is it as simple as front foot footy or is it, simple, or is it more to it's that? Helping. It's, it's helping. definitely helping. Or not having a kick um, out of trouble constantly. Or not, yeah, or not having and, uh, someone drop good, the ball. He's getting good, pretty good service, service out of dummy get half. Getting back this week. He's getting clean ball, and he's getting it early with time. Like there's not defenders on his face in his face. Like yeah. a lot of the time when you're on the back foot and you're slow play the balls. By the time your half's getting the ball, you've got a bloke two meters away from you. So mm. that just cuts down all your decision time. You, you don't get an option to run. Then you just have to shovel the ball on or. Try to sort of, or just get hit, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the fact that the the Warriors are getting over the advantage line, they're probably winning. I think they've won every, pretty much every battle in the middle of the field yeah. this year. Which is what the stere- what the stereotype of the playing the Warriors should be mm. was when they were the best in what oh one and oh three and blah blah blah. blah. Uh, the other time they were real strong, and this is a they've gone back and gone. How do we build our best medal? Uh, they've just become the Warriors again, which is what it was for years. That you don't want to go to New Zealand because you get bashed. Yeah. Uh, and the centres will bash you, the, the centers, wingers will yeah. bash you, and then Everyone don't go near the middle of the field. If you drop a, if you drop a couple, <laughs> they're going to rip you apart. Yeah. When yeah. back in the, you know, and Sean Johnson, he's not quite peak state. He's not quite as peak Sean Johnson, but, but his he's kicking got a game's been quite good. He's kicking into corners and causing, um, you know, causing teams to turn What's around it? and get back yeah. there. And um, you saw that out of the stats out of Karaz and um, Josh Adakar, the amount of work they had to do coming yeah. back off their own line, which um, obviously run, runs into their running metres. But um, I thought dogs were probably slightly better for a little bit longer in this game. Um, just on the edges of the field, more so than the, the, the middles. And they were causing problems with Burton and the back rowers, but they just couldn't seem to break the Warriors. Once they they were for about half hour, and their, their backs. I, I thought their backs carried their forwards yeah, yeah. by the time Quite we got possibly. half 35, 40 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. But it, it did feel to me in the second half like the last half an hour was all Warriors. Well, it yeah, felt like they, it minutes. could have been. They did well not to have it twenty six fourteen or more. Yeah. It felt like they're about to collapse. I think I messaged the chat yeah. said they're going here. Here we go, and they they hung on and. But they never, to me, felt like winning 
in a weird way. The big part of it, I thought that um, what's his name uh, Webster did a really good job with his forward rotation at the back yeah. end of this game. Well, because you'll notice he had none none of his big guys on the. F- as soon as Tohu went down, he took all the big guys off the field. Well, yeah, twelve LA's, months, 12 months yeah. ago, if Tohu goes down, what do you get? Like fifteen eight minutes or something. But Tohu went down 44th minute, so yeah, straight yeah. up half time. Yeah, as soon as they would have packed down, up shopping going on with five. They took Fanua Blake off, they yeah. took Thomas Ale off, and they took Nia Kore off. Yeah. They put all their back row workers on and just worked for 20 minutes. Yeah. And just tackled their ass off for 20 minutes. And then you'll notice in the last 15, 20 minutes of this game, Fanua Blake come back on, Ale come back on, mm-hmm. and Nia Kore came back on. And they just went straight through the middle of the Bulldogs. And just the tore two blokes them. that put the cream on that cake. They didn't tore them, tear them no, apart, no, but, but they, they just no. the, put two, dent, the two blokes that put the cream on that cake through the middle. It was Dylan Walker, who's now apparently the biggest bloke. The biggest <laughs> Dylan Walker. Who's he going to play in second row? Shave his head. He's playing second row. Widened his shoulders by six inches. Played 60 minutes. He uh, was tremendous. Yeah. And um, Jazz Tavanga. Okay, the two, uh, I, I think Warren's, whoever it's called, might have been called them the Bald Brothers or something. The Bald Brothers. Or the Bald Brash Brothers, something like that. But they were just. I did mention bang, in the bang, preview bang. last week, I thought they would be the reason that they and, win, um, they win they this game. And they were tremendous. Uh, Bunty did his job. And Jackson Ford. Um, Fantastic game. What a great buy, though. Like yeah. He's a try, he's a hole hitter. He's a grubber chaser. And he was a bit he's player a, at St. George. Yeah. And he's come <laughs> here and George you put him around, you put him around <laughs> some weapons and he goes, oh, fuck, all right, this is what I do. Uh, and, yeah, it was. I, I was just so impressed by all of them uh, that... Yeah, what do you say about the dogs? Look, to me, the dogs are not from the same basket, but they, they're a little bit tigerish in that their problems are still their problems. Mm. So they've answered everyone they've bought is ticking their box. Reed's doing it. Reed's their best kicker. Reed's yeah, outstanding. At the moment, he is. He's yeah. now he's delivering a 40 20 or two every week. Yep. His service is brilliant. He's doing exactly what he was bought to do. Kick, kick out's out, not really doing kick a out, job. No, he didn't I, I, in this one. I didn't do a great deal. Probably got bashed out of the game, I think. Yeah. Burton, as I've said, for. Since he went there, um, he's got the bomb, and I don't know if there's a lot more else to his kicking game. There isn't. It's simply Probably better isn't. off as Penrith played him, uh, as a centre who as a fu- kicks or as a second if you, option. If, you, if he was playing outside Andrew Johns, he'd be a, a superstar. Uh, or Nathan, or like, who'd take Nathan Cleary. Because yeah. he, he can be a supporting 5'8 and play through the middle and be fast. Because when he did, was it this game he got the try, didn't he? He ran through the... Mm. But he's, he's, uh, no, don't he's just having to game. do too much work. But And then yeah. Flanagan, yeah, he's a nice passer. He does this, that, and other, but he doesn't add a great deal. And Imperium's just a player. So this, And they're getting right next year. Jury's still going to be out. Everyone else is doing their job um, admirably, and they're just getting not much better than what they got. So um, They really need a little bit more punch through the middle. Like, you look at it, this one. And they're missing, obviously missing TPJ. Max King but was good. He was very good. Probably close to one of the better players on the field, but there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of help for him through the middle of the field out of this Bulldogs team. Um, first try for the Bulldogs was soft as well. The Warriors just got that all wrong. Where Karaz just strolled well, over. This in is the a thing. So you, you look at look at the tries against Tigers last week. Three long range tries and a scrum a scrum base try for Fox where you just get him outside a bloke he's not going to catch him yeah, you're not gonna and a soft him. one for Carras. so so in the last two weeks against two what we came this year thinking weren't great teams they've produced themselves mm. a try yeah so I don't know to sound too harsh on them because they're going in the right direction <laughs> it's hard to go over there as well obviously go to yeah. New Zealand I don't think many teams do gra- uh, do awesomely well when they go over to New Zealand and play over there but um, 
Yeah, we've, I think we've mentioned pretty much everything. The dogs as a whole were decent, um, but their bench offered very little, as did um, Flanagan, to be honest. Reed was okay, and Preston Preston's um, getting better each week. He's really going to fit into being a first grader by the time he's done. Um, Perham, I thought, was pretty good, as so was Josh Adakar, and Karaz was their best player again. The bloke just does got no quit in him. He just <laughs> consistently just... Every time he gets given an opportunity, he's either running straight at you or trying to get around you. So <laughs> he's just got no quit in him. He's fantastic. Actually, we didn't mention him nursing a wingers now because um, the inevitable origin conversation come up. But we didn't wrap Garrick at all in that manly game. He was tremendous again. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, just a throwback. Okay, get going. Max King, I thought, was brilliant for the, the Bulldogs and probably their best player. Chance Montoya. Fanua Blake and Nia Corey were, <laughs> were pretty strong through the middle of the field as Dougie puts in his table service order. <laughs> Picking the uh, prettiest the matches, yeah. <laughs> Walker and Tavanga were awesome off the bench. They added so much in this game. You've already mentioned Ford. Johnson and Violia were brilliant. I gave Violia the three points. I thought he was instrumental. In did what you really? Did. I did. Okay. Um, oh. 250-odd metres. I think he had about seven or eight tackle busts, a line break, a couple of tries. I thought he... Um, I know a lot of it was set up by his inside men, but there were the two tries that he did score weren't just catch the ball and fall over the line. Like, he yeah, had to yeah, beat yeah. blokes on the inside, outside, bump people off and score... score You're now just the, a winger of simp now. <laughs> Sean Johnson, two points. Mm. And then I had um, Ford or King. I, I had... Or Karaz. But I really like King. I probably should should have had King at maybe two. But I had three to Johnson, two to Fenor Blake, whose actual work when he's on the field was outstanding, and one to Ford. Uh, but you're not wrong, so I'm just going to think about this. And uh, you can think about mine. What do you reckon? SJ, Fenor Blake, Violia. Via, via you don't want to brush King or Karaz? Yeah, uh, Karaz will win a Dally M or something. <laughs> All right, so what do you say? SJ, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, Blake wasn't... Violia, SJ. That's right. There's, there he is. Thank no. you, Troy. <laughs> I, on a sec. I'll get in a minute. It's all right. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with Violia for three and SJ for two. You can do whatever you want with the one point. I was going for Jackson Ford, so... Yeah, Jackson Ford will do. Sweet. All right. Poor old Fanula Max Blake. King and Karaz. Uh, Adam, I'll buy you a beer Blake. next time I see you. <laughs> All right, 24-14. I'll buy you plenty of beers if you turn up here. Oh, yeah, we'll have a chat for 20 minutes. All right, 24-14. Uh, the Newcastle Knights defeated a top-four team in the Raiders, as we keep getting Probably told. Probably the worst performance out of anyone, realistically. Like, the, the Dragons Raiders. were down and just got flogged by a team that was red no, no, hot. Dragons are worse. Were they red hot or were they shit? Mm. We'll get to that. Anyway, um, this the Raiders was not good. just petered out and did... Nothing. But they did nothing from the start. The only time it looked well, like Frawley Hudson Young uh, tell us nice out, and then we, we, you know, you know, the, the first we usually talk minutes, about this yeah. in the show. In the show. <laughs> five, <laughs> five tries to two, two out of five conversions for the Knights, two out of four for the Raiders. Hey, how does that work? Could only they only scored fucking two tries. Two out they? of five for the Knights. Two out of two. For two the, out of two for the, the Raiders. Nara. <laughs> anyway, one out of one two point field goals for Canberra right on half time. 37 out of 44 sets played 26 out of 37. Seven line breaks for the Knights, three for Canberra. 45 tackle busts to 25. 10 offloads to four. One force dropout from the Raiders. No 40 20s. 401 tackles from the Knights, 363 by Canberra. One ruck infringement to two. One inside the 10 to two. Three penalties conceded to four. Eight errors from the Newcastle, 13 from Canberra. 
Asinbin to Canberra. Braley with 55 tackles. Starling with 39. Lachlan Miller with 253 running metres. And Sebastian Chris with 293. Greg Marzu, 122 supercoach points. Gay Guy with 109. Miller with 103. And another Newcastle player before you got to Hudson Young on 79. Do you want to put the boot in the camera first? Do you want to start with the good stuff first? <laughs> well, no, that's bad camera because who cares? We're talking about because um, yeah. Well, let's got the I, first try through Hudson Young, which I'm pretty sure I tipped last week. I thought that that's where that'd be their go-to, and then after five minutes of the game, they dead set switched off for fucking mm. forty minutes. All they wanted to do was just it looked like they wanted to tackle and defend the fucking four-point yeah. lead <laughs> for the rest of the game. They've got fucking, no fucking attack. Now I actually this think team. about this. I, the more I think about it, no wonder why and just said, fuck this, I'm getting a bucks somewhere else. <laughs> and he managed to... Can move to the red cliff and live on the water. and try, uh, didn't he? But... Yeah. He did get another try, but... And he was... The, and, was the, and that's when he picked up himself and decided, oh, fuck, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Like, there's nothing... Like, they play... Their one point of attack is Hudson Young. Yeah. The whole thing to do for, the, for 80 minutes or is throw Hudson Young, which who wasn't there. Well, who wasn't who there. Who frawly kicked back... Like had a Luke Brooks left foot kicking display for most of the game. Seb Chris tries his ass off. I'm not going to. Does absolutely. Does. And, and so, and so does, does Tomoko. Yeah, hundred percent. The rest of them just are there. They oh, exist. Tarpanay. And Tarpanay <laughs> is again <laughs> still sorry. Yes, but he should fuck off and go somewhere else. <laughs> well, he'll, be at, he'll be at the Chooks as soon as uh, Jared retires. So that's fine. Um, the rest of them like. Whitehead, what does he add? What has he added for two years? Don't know. He winges a lot. He's the best winger in the game after <laughs> He's close Moses to and Gutherson. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're in Naira. It's fine. They started Starling, which gave us hope. But he there's was not decent. a lot. But he's, then they still trying. brought Wolford on and he did fuck all. Well, I don't like, know why he's... Well, what 15, does he add? When he's gonna come, he doesn't add Especially spark. if he's coming on as a to second. To me, if you're a second, you've, you've got to be a cheese or a starling, ironically. ironically. Uh, or even, you know, I don't mind even Simpkin off the bench they this week. They want to play him for 20 story. minutes. He plays 20 minutes at yeah, the start of the Sonny game. Yeah, Sonny Luke. <laughs> Sorry, he's a bit of Sonny Luke was exposed a bit the last two weeks. But, um... The, the, it offers nothing. Horsburgh's the hardest working for Ford outside of, of Tarpanay. Yeah. But they just... They're just a team. They're, they're 17 blokes and play football. Lee had a bit of a crack too. But three forwards going forward in the middle of the field doesn't, you know, when you've got nothing else happening outside of the three guys running through the middle of the field, yeah. it's pretty easy to shut down. Yeah. You just stack your middle up and. Well, especially where good now luck. There, there aren't any, apart from possibly the Dragons, there aren't any weak middles anymore. No. Most of the middles can look after themselves now. And the, the surprising thing for me was actually it was the Raiders who compressed their middle of the field. Yeah. Because when the Knights went wide, the space in between the 5'8", the centre and the winger, was like fucking 10 metres between blokes. Uh, like you could have run three guys through those fucking holes. And, and, and they and, did. And imagine, <laughs> imagine an origin winger being given the, all the time in the world... <laughs> And Dane Gago plays his best year. Dane Miller would just fucking playing with him right oh. on the edges. Like, like There was so much space in between defenders out there. Like, they were so compressed in the middle of the field. It was like, oh, we dare you to go around us. You won't go around us. You won't go around. Fucking yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to do it again. <laughs> Wait, got a minute. There's Lachlan Miller's got a bit of pace. Gay guy can push a bloke off. Oh, yeah. shit, there's another try. And like, Bradman Best uh, yeah, is a big boy. Backed his way through can the line. Get, can, uh, Marzu as well. Bullied his way in. He's, he's, I think the last year was the third highest tackle. They would have been better off putting extra blokes out wide and leaving the middles, yeah. the holes in the middle, because at least you know Tarpanay Papali can tackle. <laughs> well, it's bizarre when you 
you look at it and go, especially the Newcastle Ford pack we're missing. Go back and have a look at the highlights. You only need to watch the five-minute highlights and you can see where Canberra lost this game. Their defence out wide was fucking atrocious. And a lot of it comes down to Harley Shields. I don't think he knew where he was or what he was doing, to be honest, while he was out there. Because they just targeted him relentlessly and broke him open so many times. He might not be credited with missed tackles or whatever it is, but they... He was the reason that they were scoring tries on either side of him, to, yep. to be honest. He just left so much space on either side. that They're just not reading the attack that's coming at him at all. Yeah. And um, that probably has a bit to do with having a fullback back there that's been there for four games and really doesn't know how to marshal his troops. Mm. Comes back to the, um, the the senior players in the team. The Whitens, the Tarpanes, the Papalis going, we don't need you in the middle of the field. Fuck off. Get out there. Like, we need you out there. Yeah. Like, where's the message coming from Ricky going, we're getting stripped on the right, on our left time and time again. Get blokes out there. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just realised. So Madge is their defensive coach, right? Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely is. <laughs> mm. Well, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, uh, probably best left unsaid, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I've just, uh, that just Jerry dry then. <laughs> wow. Huh. Anyway. Remember when the Tigers used to get stripped for numbers mm. week after week after week. And especially when Ricky's mm. the one sitting on the sideline. He sits on the sideline. Like, he's not going to... And you overrule you def- like if your defensive coach isn't working, you overrule him, don't you? You go, mm. look, we're getting stripped on the left. Put an extra bloke out there. Yeah, like drop your one. Your second row has got to go wider. Yep. Halves got to go wider. Yeah. Leave the holes in the middle. I, I don't like. I, I, you know, I'm not a first grade footballer, <laughs> but surely you don't just. And obviously they do because that's how teams set up. But surely you should have options for a slide defence, an umbrella defence, and a. Surely you fucking train more well, at least the two. our defensive structure the is... The up and in from the wingers yeah. or, or the slide. Is the slide. Really like, the, and, and they're the two most effective. And the Dolphins go, like Bennett goes to, we'll slide and we'll slide back and we'll keep... They're we'll, the two most effective yeah. or it's and the shoot the from the man. inside yeah. and hold on, on the edges, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's bizarre. But I, I, I do want to... I, I, I have been Newcastle's biggest... Uh, Critic for a long time, and I want to commend everything, every game they've turned they up. They look this year. better in attack than they have for a long time. Well, they've now game. got points of attack, which is ironic given they're missing at one point. Raiders, but of course, we're, but they've got Lockie Miller, who's scare, actually scary to watch. If you're playing against him, you don't want him in space at all because he can go one way or another. And his ball playing's really good. Yeah. I know it most of, it's mostly he's, left he's to right. It's his 11th or 12th first grade game, yeah. uh, and he's, he throws. Fucking long balls. He steps people. He goes in when he needs. He hits the lead ducks runner, and runs and has a tucky. He acceleration. They've found something footwork, there. They've found yeah. something there. Tyson Gamble does a great. Uh, does his job and does it very well. Maybe he has done. And, for and the three a will wrap Jackson Hastings because when your centers are the ones in control, he's the one that makes sure the balls are getting to where they need to be when they need to be. And he did very well this game. I don't his know, best game. I, yeah. I, I don't know if the stats reflect that, but. He realised that, but he clean, he got clean service when need to, um, and he's obviously a great. He's, he he is, and his fortune was stuck with us last year. But <laughs> in a team that has strike, he can be a great game controlling half, and that he just his job is to fucking get his all around. He's just a quarterback. Yeah, we mentioned Tomoko and Chris. I thought they were the ver- they were very good. They were the best of the backs for Canberra. We already mentioned the forwards as well. Papa Lee, Horsburgh were were decent off the bench. Weir and Ira was okay, but a bit of a problem in defence. And Young and Tarpanay were Canberra's best players by a long, long way. A couple of the backs we mentioned as well. The Newcastle blokes, they just had a field day. Best 
Hastings, Gay Guy, Miller, Marzu, they just <laughs> running amok. Frizzell, yeah, space about out to get the Frizzell. Yeah. <laughs> we had Braley, who probably had his best game for well, yeah. a year and a half, considering he sat most of the last year out, or all of last year out. And uh, Fitzgibbon and Frizzell yeah. uh, absolutely carved up on the edges of the Canberra Rock. Like basically, once the ball got outside of the forwards for Canberra, they were in all sorts in defence, yeah. and they got picked apart by this Raiders team. I had, um, I thought Miller probably deserved the three points. I thought he was instrumental in everything that was done from um, the Newcastle team. I either had Frizzell or probably Gay Guy for the two, and then Tarpane or Mazu for the one. I went three Miller, two Mazu. And either Tarpane, Gay Guy, or Frizzell for the one. So, uh, fuck Canberra. <laughs> oh, actually, but then I don't so have Frizzell an answer. Gay Guy. Actually, give it a Gay Guy because I don't think we've ever given a point. The Mazu, the two, yeah. And, and three for Gay Miller. Gay Guy, the one. Right here. No, no. Yeah, Miller was, Miller was easily three. the man of the match. Two Mazu, one for Gay Guy. Yep. Yep. Uh, 40 to 8. The uh, sharks came out and completely right. You need to pee. No, I'm good. All right, my teeth can float for another. All right, 10 no, minutes. no, no. No, no, keep going. No. Yeah, right. So forty to eight, the sharks steamrolled the dragons in the second half, barn. And absolutely, uh, they did. Tell us what the stats said. Two tries to seven, zero out of two conversions for the dragons. Five out of seven for the sharks. One out of one penalty attempts by Talakai. Two out of twenty-seven out of thirty-six sets played. Thirty-four out of forty-five. 490-plus running metres, two line breaks for the Dragons, 11 for the Sharks, 22 tackle bust to 39, six offloads to 11, two forced dropouts from both teams, no 40-20s, 331 tackles played, 320, one ruck infringement from both teams, zero inside the 10s, eight penalties conceded by the Dragons, three by the Sharks, 14 errors to 13, Laurie made 38 tackles, Teague Wilton made 40, Laurie also made 134 running metres, Kennedy with 180. Supercoach points, Hines with 180. Ramian with 120. Two other Sharks before you got down to Jaden Sewer on 73. Yeah, my biggest regret was that I put Teague Wilton into my same-game multi instead of Britain. Because <laughs> I had Sewer and I had uh, the other geek there. I got this oh, one, actually. I had yeah. Kennedy, Mulatalo and Nikora at 10 bucks. So that wasn't a bad way to finish the round, to be honest. Um, we don't have much to talk about for the Dragons. So let's start with no. let's start with the, the cream of the croppie, Nico. <laughs> well, he came back and um, didn't miss a beat. Absolutely well, outstanding. The first sort of 20 minutes, Sharks couldn't get out of their own way. They just um, you know, made error after error. Um, it was a really nice cutout ball, obviously, to put Mulatalo down the sideline with a kick back inside for Kennedy to score the first try. And that was, um, yeah, a beautiful bit of footy. But um, Hunt replies with a dummy and a run with a, off a ricochet to score for the for the Dragons. And then Sewer crashed over out wide. And I... I was a little bit concerned, to be honest, because the Sharks they were seemed to be just making sure, error so. and error, yeah. and, and the Dragons were probably on top there for a 10-minute period. given how much, well, I'd at least talk about they're not quite a Yeah, they Sharks haven't yet. been gelling at yeah. all to start the year, and it, it looked like it was going to be a similar sort of thing. Um, they weren't playing badly, but they, they're just making inopportune errors at, at very bad times, handing the ball over and on the halfway or on the Dragons' 40-metre line, and it made it a lot easier for the Dragons to get down the other end of the field. Um, but, yeah, after that, the, the Sharks just scored some beautiful tries. Um, the little tap-on from Moylan uh, the, the set up... Uh, 
Talakai put Mulatalo down for for a try. Um, little short ball from the core to score off Hines. Uh, another cutout out to the edge there for um, for Ramian. Oh, sorry, the Nakora short ball and then Nakora went through the line, the short ball to Hines, and then Hines with an offload back to Ramian to score. Then yep. there was a cutout pass to the edge for um, for Katoa to score. And yeah, I was excited as a good Christian boy on his wedding day. I was up and about there with the 20 minutes to go in this game. Yeah, you're good 90 seconds in here, Barney. Well <laughs> yeah, good 90 seconds in me. That's about all I got, to be honest. Yeah. But <laughs> there was, um, And then Hines went off for the last 10 minutes and the Sharks just sort of went through the motions for that last 10 minutes yeah. of this game. But he, some of those passes that he put on, the, the cutout just left to right and right to, to left. Just his ability to... He's just competitive. He has on his own time and space. Yeah. Uh, he creates which it for himself. Yeah. yeah. So when he doesn't have it, he runs. And in, in doing, or well, like we spoke about an hour and a half ago, when he create, he creates for himself because he'll run and he's quick enough to get through. And uh, he'll and dig towards the line, and then as soon as he gets some interest, he'll go sideways yeah. and then look for the player that's coming with a straight yeah. line into a hole, or throw it out the back for somebody else, or cut yeah. out to the winger, and uh, and they'll go through. But. So we've um, seen him t- step out twice this year. He's put on what 182 man of the match here. performances, and he was in the um, the Indigenous, Indigenous All Stars game, game where he made Brent Naden and um, someone else look like world beaters just by camping outside him. He surely we're now at a stage where he has to be the New South Wales five eight. It, it seems almost it mad like not to, to now. Yeah. If Penrith keep going in the direction they're on. And um, I'm sure Penrith fan, but surely Penrith fans can't argue it either. You wouldn't think so. <laughs> it's somebody. If he's will. not, he will be 14. <laughs> but it's just that um, again, that awareness and that little bit of extra pace where he he already run. He's running the line to set up to be on the outside of somebody to begin with. Yeah. So if they don't follow him and stay in front of him, he's already on their outside. So he can then step or continue on his run and p- promote his outside players. Yeah. But if they do follow him and there's a lazy in the inside defender, he's there's a space anyway. back on the yeah. inside. And then if he's got support, he just saw that every time he had the ball, there was he had supports on both sides. Yeah, There was a runner on both sides. There was a, the lead runner on his right, and there was generally someone trailing back on his inside, yeah. which that would help any half in the game. Absolutely. If your it, it, team's it, up and around and following you and around because they know there's going to be opportunities on both sides yeah. of the ball... And you've got options on both sides of the it ball. Should, it just yeah. makes the defence... The defence just gets into a catatonic well, state where they like don't know under, where what's happening. like under 12 stuff? <laughs> Absolutely. If if, uh, if Wally Shitbag's your best, the best 5'8 in the comp goes, you, you, you everyone else him. follow him. Yeah, absolutely. Something and, can happen. And it's as simple as the fullback trails him. In this day when we called Wally, that'd be... <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you get Anyways. yourself in trouble. <laughs> but it's as simple as... If uh, if the five eight or your halfbacks taken the line, holy shit, backs. <laughs> the back rower drops back inside, which creates an opportunity on the inside. Yeah. Then you've got your fullback trailing as well, and then you've got your wingers Actually, on the will outside. Actually, be holy shit, bags, most popular name. So, in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've instantly then got three different opportunities for your, your yes. ball player to play at, and then and then he's also got the option to dummy and run. So there's yeah. four different options being created by three players. Yeah. And it just it just pulls defensive lines yeah. apart, and everyone else gets it around him. Um, mm. It's beautiful to watch. It, it is it it, it very, at their best. It's very good to watch. And we hadn't we hadn't seen it yet. No. But hey, they're back, so that's cool. Up tempo is great. 
Uh, and they've still got, you know, they've still got Workhorse McGuinness up their sleeve. They've still got blokes there if they need them, but they're not using them. They get Trindle back this week too, which, um, whatever that means. He'll, he'll sit play 14, I would imagine, and probably... But the, the time's got to come where I assume he's going to end up at six. Or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> scary thought. I've said it for a while. Um, everyone knows my thoughts on Moylan. If you've yeah. been listening to this for more than a couple of shows, you know you know what I think of Moylan. Um, while he does offer a really nice um, piece of brilliance every now and then, it's, it's just not consistent enough, and his defence is pretty poor, so... Mm. Um, but what do you do? Bubba Kennedy good again. He was fantastic. Um, and, just and we talk about the, the two, three, four players. He's the one through the, the middle with that trailing lead line yeah. back through the middle, yeah. and, or he's on the outside with the with that sweeping run. He's always involved in in the attack that the Sharks put up, whether he gets used or not. It's a different option. Um, and then they hit the wingers, who were probably two of the best finishing wingers in the comp. Yeah. If you give them a one-on-one with their opposition, they're, they're probably going to score. They're going high, they're going over, they're going under, they're scoring. Going around, um, yeah, and it's more than a 50-50 proposition yeah. where most sides have maybe got a 50-50 proposition, you know. The yeah. Sharks are probably 70-30 yeah. where they're going to score. Um, yeah. And actually, in the, the two, the ones we hadn't really mentioned, um, but and where they flooded not, but um, Hamill Newelli was good and uh, yeah, made a couple of errors again as he does. Yeah, but, but he did some tough stuff. And yeah, um, uh, was fantastic again, yeah. just hitting that courageous line that he just just always straight up, hundred percent runs that line, whether he gets hit or not. Yeah. Or whether you know the defense puts a shot on him, whether he gets the but ball, I think he knows he's just always there. He knows that. Um, he might get hammered three times, but the fourth time he's going to cruise he's through the for the one, all the um, benches on, and you will just wander over. Um, Jack Bird off the bench confused me. I don't know why they played him off the bench. To be honest, no. the Dragons. Um, Two love beating the Dragons in the Derby game, which has well, been sometimes a it's a slog, consistent it? thing yeah. recently. But um, yeah, the, the what, back. What, what upside is there for the Dragons? Well, their back line had little to no impact in the game. Um, the bench was okay, as I said. Bird astounded me, to be honest, because I think he's been one of their better attacking threats and has sort of been going pretty well with Sullivan as well. They've been working together, and to play him off the bench really confused me. Um, Hunt tried hard. He always will. Laurie's probably their shining light at the moment. And Jaden Sewer, I thought he had a really good performance in this one. Yeah. was easily their best, but then you look out to blokes like Lomax, who had an absolute shocker in this game. Um, Ravalawa really wasn't... uh, wasn't involved that much apart from a couple of really nice shots. He put on two back-to-back absolute massive hits on um, Fanukan and uh, somebody, I think it might have been Mulatalo where he just absolutely lined, <laughs> ironed him out. But um, I think Dale got him back later in the game. L- Lomax <laughs> has gone from being an origin winger two years ago, origin centre in the conversation, yeah. to now his next, this club has dragged him down. His next contract may well be in England. And he was an 80 and 90% kicker too and now he's... Yeah. Struggling but to realistically, his next contract could be for Salford or someone. Because who, like, well, there's always this one taking, but you know, but he could go there and be Man of Steel and be a superstar. He's now faffing here, and I think it's a long-term deal. Like, what, what what upside is there for the Dragons? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty confused myself, to be honest. Um, and 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 already hooks apparently not getting the ass, but getting the ass. Sloan wasn't really involved. Um, well, he, apparently he was told at the back end of last year. So well, I don't know why you don't just do it in the off season. But well, why? Well, yeah, maybe they didn't have an answer. <laughs> whether it's roles, whether it's um, yeah. well, the one I read today was somewhere suggested that it'd be 
Hasler and um, okay, Hornby. yeah. Uh, there's talent there, and they've Flanagan. got. They've got the, I think they've got the second biggest nursery after. A I think there's talk of Horns, um, and Hornby and Varels. Hornby, Hornby yeah. uh, Flanagan. Uh, sorry, I think it was Hasler. Uh, Flanagan's out. I don't. Know if, I don't know if you'd Flanagan's want to do it. at Manly, but yes, he's, he's there. But option. He, he's got yeah. in his contract. He can take up head role. Yeah. Well, he'd want to. You'd probably want to. He'd, you'd only say, "I'll do it. You give me five years." <laughs> At Which fair enough. Yeah. Um, fair enough, fair uh, enough, and then I think I saw Des and Hornby as a combo, like a mentoring combo, and then Riles yeah, right. is the, the big one, and lots of reps on Riles, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know where they're going to head. It's obviously not going to be Hook, so I don't know. Like realistically, it's going to be them and the Tigers in the conversation with a spoon, and. You got Laurie and Sewer there, who are blokes who can score points and yeah. um, create problems in the middle of the field. Hunt is Ben Hunt; like who he's going, play, he will you, create who would you opportunities. Tip next week but if the Tigers played the Dragons, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> that's a exactly. really good well, question. You know what I mean? Like if it lined them up, <laughs> and who else? Ball draw. It's funny because <laughs> like, yeah, I, you know, I was, I, I, I've tipped Dragons, but um, I mean, I've tipped Dragons for the spoon. But just think about like Warriors are now. Nearly a borderline top eighteen. Dolphins never were. Who are the teams that suck? Um, Tigers and Dragons at the moment. Tigers, Dragons. Newcastle could slip away, but they're they're, they're still they've been heaps better than what we expected. It always happens where the the over effort teams always don't finish. Bulldogs can end up bottom four here. Depending on Foran and AJ, Titans could possibly slip. And Dogs here, they're not looking great. Dogs can end up bottom three or four here. in Canberra. Canberra. Canberra, Canberra in the discussion, on the slide. actually. Canberra I'm fucking filthy we lost to them last week, to be honest. Sharks should How be three, you lose <laughs> Sharks should be three and one <laughs> going into next week, but seriously. Anyway, How the fuck we, we lost to the Raiders last week. But it's like, to me, they're the, they're the bottom four. Like, now, one of them will get a run because it always happens. But I don't think it'll be Canberra. I don't think it'll be Dragons. It could be Tigers, and it could be... Titans on Newcastle. Titans on Newcastle. Mm. Um, so I think or Bulldogs could, but I don't think. I think Bulldogs are exposed now. So a little bit, yeah. yeah. They're looking a bit soft in the middle. The Bulldogs, to be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know what. what didn't Penguin Junior have a calf at the calf, start of the year? But now it's indefinite. For Gus tweeted, Snap it's it indefinite. off his leg or something, which is funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny today. Gus tweeted, he's out indefinitely, and someone wrote, he's indefinitely, and someone wrote back, so that means indefinitely next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pop me anyway. He fucking should be uh, in, absolutely. But now he's, uh, he's missing still, he's still sure. another month away. So the Sharks starting 13, we're all good. Um, Rudolph and Braley, I thought we were pretty good. Wilton, Nakora were standouts. Um, Mulatano and Ramian were the best of their back five, but it was the Nico show. Yeah. I think Nico's getting through. <laughs> he might get six. He better get three. <laughs> if he was ever to nip someone six a bit. So like Nico three, Britain two, and uh, take maybe Wilton or uh, Mulatalo. I had Ramian just a couple of he tries. Actually, we didn't speak a lot, but he, he's, he was always dangerous. Yeah. He was very His footwork was tremendous here. Probably could have scored a couple himself as well. Extra. Yeah, go Ramian one. Why not? No All right. Have we got a... Oh, here we go. A pot plant. <sighs> My pot plant this week was actually Brent Hayden from the Tigers. The fact that he played 71 minutes. I know he got hooked at the back end of the game, but he played 71 minutes and had three runs. Yeah. And I think he only um, made four or five tackles, yeah. considering he'd be one of their best. I think 
I did hear rumours that he was came into the game with an injury, yeah. uh, whether it be a, a leg injury, um, but which doesn't help and obviously probably doesn't help your performance, but three runs out of your um, your, your best attacking centre in a game f- of 71 minutes. It's, it's, yeah. I, I had given... Um, well, obviously, I, I, it's boring when I take it as red that the Tigers are like Luca Brooks is getting a pole plant, so I'm going to go with Elliot Whitehead. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what he actually adds to anything down there anymore, apart from complaining well. And he does seem to get in the way a bit with the attacking. Yeah, so I'm going to Whitehead. Not that there's much plan. going on there. Um, slap. And obviously there's some dragons that got off lightly just then. Uh, <laughs> our slap. I usually give it to the officials in the Manly game. Yeah. Actually, across the board, the Mine Manly game. The, the, the officials yeah, for the weekend. For the weekend, yeah. I think. It's lucky it was such a good weekend of footy, because otherwise we'd be... And we've prided ourselves from not We go out of our way not to mention the referees, me, but this was decisions. the worst um, weekend of so. refereeing decisions that I've seen. In It's just the consistency. That's all that people want. They, you know, As we mentioned, the, the obstructions, the forward passes. Forward pass was nowhere near it. The obstruction is an obstruction every day of the week, and then you don't call it, but then yeah. you call the exact same play in the next game. As an obstruction, yeah. or the game before, well, as an even just in between, like I said, the Munster Ford pass that wasn't called, the man that was, the scrum fee that wasn't, but then the South team was just on consistency. And this, they're getting, they, they were had been getting there, and this they they've been pretty the good up until this weekend, to be honest. They but I, I'm pretty sure there was one or two very questionable decisions in every game this weekend, yeah. which is just, yeah, you especially in a comp going as good as this is, you don't need it. No, you get a salute. We're you know who it is. <laughs> Me too. Not bad. New Nico South Wales Hines. six. Yeah, absolutely. To come back from a calf injury, and he didn't. He showed no signs of not wanting to get involved or being worried about the no. calf. Obviously, they've timed it well to bring him back. Um, he ended up going off with a, a bit of a tight groin, apparently. So whether that comes to the fore in the next couple of weeks, we'll see what's happened there. But whether, Once they get I think it was back, just they a can pre- ice him. They can, it was a pre- they precautionary can thing as anyway, like, to be as honest. As Ennis likes to say, they can put the Ferrari in the garage. Yeah, put the, <laughs> park the Ferrari in the garage. But, yeah, there wasn't a better performance this weekend, and he was head and shoulders above any other performance this weekend. There indeed was not, and now I'm going to agree with you. That's it. Footy That's it. frothies. Well done, you and I. <laughs> like staring your eyes, Barn. It's nice. And our thoughts with the Oracle, who apparently lost his laptop or something. I don't know. Not here. So, bye. Um, <laughs> talk to everyone soon. We've got a preview to get stuck in news. So, check out rugbyleaguemerch.com.au. Check out PCTC on Facebook and Instagram for our tipping comp partners. And, obviously, like and subscribe us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, and all the other good stuff. <laughs> Bye.